Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Ian Hink. Hi. Ben Moore. Hey. Brendan Jones. <laughs> Yowza. And we are here. That feels good. A spooky pre-Halloween night. We gather in Jones's garage for the session of the Easy Allies podcast. Do you know? We're looking good this week. What? We're sounding good this week. Hopefully. <laughs> Better. We're yeah, looking better. better. We're sounding better. We have both. Under Ian corrections, and is there Brandon just Jones. last week's podcast? Is that just like one correction yes, unto itself? What was wrong with it? I people, saw the tweets. But people were pretty kind to us. So, you know, Ian, we just had a slapdash podcast last yeah, week, yeah. just really just putting it together. In many, many ways. I think <laughs> as long as you're open and honest about it yeah. and saying, hey, we tried our best. Yeah. We set up these microphone stands as best we could. People were very well, uh, uh, supportive about that. And I appreciate that, everyone. But I, lo- I love I was driving to, um, uh, uh, it was that was Amanda's birthday on that day. And so we, mm-hmm. we took her out to dinner that night. And we're like driving to dinner, and it just hit me like, Oh wait! <laughs> I'm not no there. one's there it's to not set there. it up. I can't oh, wait God. to see this thing. I was so like, I just drop right in and cut the podcast later. Like trying to find the XLR on the the camera and just where to like plug, where to turn I'm proud it on. Of you, Even yeah. just getting that, I'm, I'm glad there's sound at all. Then yeah, yeah. You did it was a good job. rough. Did yeah, yeah, I was very rough. Uh, Ian, can you roll that die for me? It's time to roll for the prove it ticket. Okay, Jones, you're one. I'm four. On using the four. prove it ticket? Four! Damn I had the prove it ticket! Two I've never had the prove it ticket. Nice. Alright, so this is prove it ticket level one. That's mine. I'll take okay. it. Uh, Do you know about the levels now, gentlemen? There are levels? If people don't use it, it levels up. Yes. Oh my god. Just to add an incentive to use it. Uh, actually, uh, level two is something I have to explain in the in the uh, upcoming corrections. So we might as well start oh, okay. those now. Yeah, do you want to start those? We probably should. We should Begin start. corrections music, please. Uh, I have to up the bets. We'll take care of that later. Don't worry. If you have bet corrections, they're all going to happen later. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can log into an Xbox and run Gears of War 4 and run Gears of War at the same time on PC with the same account. You totally can. Look at that. Huh. Play anywhere uh, crossplay at the same time. Nice. Pretty cool. Uh, Rockstar actually had heavily hinted on upcoming story DLC in GTA 5 on their blog. It's mean. If you go back and look at what they said, they're like, stay tuned for, for new info on story DLC for GTA 5 <laughs> multiple times. The info Straight being, up. we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, I believe, to stay tuned I believe it was in production at one point. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it is anymore. It's really sad. Mm. Uh, ooh, so let me talk about Proof Ticket Level 2, which is Take It Back. Uh, just want to make it clear, you can't say take it back on anything. You can say take it back on something that was flagrantly offensive to you, but you can't make someone change their opinion, just sure. so we're clear on how level two works. Take it back! I did a take it back on Damiani, perfect instance. He said yeah. something very offensive to me, and he took it back. <laughs> that is flagrantly offensive. That's great. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and correction music. Whoa! Well, we got a couple little more old business to deal with. (laughs) Old business. I want to give Jones an opportunity. (laughs) Thank you. To explain himself for why he thought there was a character who had bought all gold stuff in Gears of War 4. Well, see, there's always there's always the difference. Sometimes we have corrections on speech. Yeah. And sometimes we have corrections on inflection. Okay. Like intent. Sure. I hinted that if you were to see a person who is an all gold in a Gears of War multiplayer game, that mm-hmm. that person might have attained that visual prowess through a pack of cards that they had purchased. Not so. Uh, there's a game mode called Guardian where you have to kill that person, and then you can kill the other members on their team. Uh, so, so first point, what I actually said is correct. I said, you can buy cards, and they change your appearance. I loaded a multiplayer game and saw a guy in all gold. 
those are true statements, actually. Like, I was insinuating <laughs> that I think the guy became gold, uh, but I thought that because that was my first ma- my first and only match of Guardian before that podcast. I still played the game several days after that in the process of reviewing. I hadn't, like, already written the script and been like, I know everything about this game. Yeah. It was the first match of Guardian I had ever played in Gears of War 4. And there's another skin that makes you, like, all rainbow. So seeing an all gold dude wasn't is not, like... Whoa. Totally out of control. I can be all rainbow. You can, you, yeah, you can have a card that you're like tie dyed, basically. Like oh, you're. Okay. Um, I'm probably gonna have to correct that next week. Pretty sure that's a card, though. Did this misconception affect the review score? It of did Gears not. Of War no, I, I still hold to, to my score of, of Gears of War Four. Okay. But Guardian, fun mode, but definitely a mode. Apologies. I thought it happened. I read through the comments. I thought we finally found one. I thought we finally found one person. How dare you? you need, Who, we, need to, we need to nip this in the butt. You need to listen to this comment. Uh, this is from War Too Good Bag. I like Princess Bride, especially the main theme, Somebody Once Told Me. Ah, uh, so close. War Too Good. I have to tell you, you so got it confused. Close. That song's actually from Shrek. That's you're in just, Shrek. See, now, now this, you're Shrek. getting in the way of my business, Kyle, because now you're flooding my, my Twitter feed. <laughs> With just all, all these Shrek fans are attacking you now. I don't understand. <laughs> exactly Shrek happened. fans are notoriously bad people. Please leave Jones alone, okay? We will find someone. We will find <laughs> one sorry. person. I'm so sorry. It's we made him the moderator. I don't. There's know There's gotta why. be someone out there who likes Princess Bride so more than Shrek. Did, did I tell you this? Huh? I thought I just listen. I just finished listening to Carrie Ellis's book. He plays Wesley in The Princess Bride, as okay. you wish. Sure. Where he's talking about the making of the film, mm-hmm. and it's really bizarre in the in the like the last chapter, the epilogue. He's talking about how great it was making Princess Bride and how much he loves the movie. Okay. And then he says, if only it had been as good as Shrek. He says that the he end of the book. say that end, in that book, yeah. In the end of As You Wish, a, a book about how wonderful Princess Bride the very, is. Very end, the last page. <laughs> the last dot, page, dot, he's dot. like, I wish it was as good as Shrek. That is insane to it's me. A, it's ridiculous. It's not Even right. Carrie Ellis likes Shrek Mike, more Mike Myers wrote than, the foreword to that book, actually. It's just it's, yeah, it's a whole bizarre yeah. even, <laughs> story. Even of the characters in Princess Bride like Shrek more. This than makes him. no sense. It's we gotta crazy. find there's gotta be someone out there. It's please. crazy. I don't get it. Uh okay. Do you know my favorite way to start a podcast besides nonsense? Game I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say the thing I always say. Well, I went through that is, phase and now I'm out of it. Normally I, it is I've game accepted. announcement, Jones. But there's something even better than game announcements. A death. <laughs> not a death. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> I said Actually, I wasn't going to say it. That was the right time. <laughs> a console announcement. Yes. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. A console reveal. A console reveal. Yeah. You're right. I guess it already was announced sure. as the NX. It is now known as the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Let me rattle off some details to anyone who's never heard of the Nintendo Switch before. Uh, basically, this is Nintendo's new console. It's a handheld device, I think it's fair to say, uh, that docks into a taco shell dock. Uh, a little bit of the screen peeks out of the top of the taco shell. Uh, the games are cartridges. You got detachable controllers that slide onto the screen side, attached to each other, attached to a grip, and can be held uh, as little baby controllers on their on their sides. And those baby controllers have shoulder buttons. Yes, I think they shoulder buttons. Apparently. Uh, games shown we, in that in that reveal trailer, we saw Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, a modified Mario Kart 8, NBA 2K17, a new Mario 3D World esque game. And a modified Splatoon. Boom, that's what happened last week. Yeah. Three and a half minutes, I believe. Something yeah, around something there. Like there. Not the day after the podcast, the day after that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Thursday. Thursday morning. Your worst nightmare didn't come true, but it was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely was always afraid of that all year long. Yeah, some people are like, Kyle called it. I've been afraid of that happening all year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been afraid of the NX getting revealed constantly. Right I didn't call it a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not, that was a fear I've had consistently. 
we all knew that it was going to be a console and a handheld, right? Yes. Because yeah. I remember saying that, and then I remember Blood or somebody being like, no way. And I was like, it's clearly that's what, like, what other gimmick can they do? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's a gimmick. I'm just saying, like, it's Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fair to call it a gimmick. But uh, basically, we are a week after the announcement right now. Uh, and so it's tough to dig out new things. But I've got four questions for the panel that I would like you to respond to. I'm curious what you how you feel about these four questions. Question number one. How um, Are you surprised by the positive reaction to the Nintendo Switch? The Internet's generally liking it. It has almost 18 million. I'm sure by the time this is posted, 18 million views on that thing. Crazy thumbs up ratio. People are digging it. Are you surprised by that? To me, no. Why? It, it just seems really jolly. The announcement to me. The trailer was really jolly. It seems like it. It seems like the Switch knows what it is. And it seems like they're like, yeah, we've got cool processors and all that, but we're not in that fight anymore. We're just going to have fun and be Nintendo and make a handheld console combo, and it's going to be great. Like, and don't think, worry about it. And the internet said, yeah, that's okay. And the internet was up. like, yeah, all right. Because, like, that's the thing. Nintendo, when they try to beat the big boys, they mm-hmm. don't. And that's lame. But when they try to be themselves and actually come up with new cool ideas, you get the Wii. Or and the then Wii that's U. Fun. No, but the Wii U is like, yeah, the Wii kind of, but different. And they were trying to beat the big boys with that, I think. They were still trying to, like... They were like, oh, we got third party. We got whatever. Quantum... Or, like, uh, not Quantum... Uh, Watch Dogs or whatever it was that they were trying to get on there. Oh, on the Wii U? Yeah. Watch Dogs it, like, made it. Definitely made yeah, it on, actually. But, like, eventually. way later, you know? Jones, are you surprised by this reaction? Uh, a little bit. I actually... I hadn't really actually checked to see whether people were, like, super stoked or... People are super stoked. Not, not because I don't think it's cool, but just the internet. This know? was announced the same day as the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. And overshadowed Red Dead Redemption 2. It did. And specifically, even the, actually that trailer a lot of people were, were down on. They were excited about the game, but they were sure. like, oh, come on, more. Yeah. And that's that's not how Rockstar does it. That was, was very in line with the previous trailers that they've done. But, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm I mean, maybe maybe it's you know we 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 hear about what this is going to happen with the Scorpio. And we kind of get some specs on that, but we don't know specifically when that's launching. And then like you know we finally find out what's going on with the Neo. It's announced to the PS4 Pro. Kind of mixed feelings about that. And then here they're like doing something really genuinely interesting. And I think I think Nintendo was in a different position when they announced the Wii U. So I think our expectations maybe were a little bit higher or just in a different place. So I think we were prepared. To see them do something really interesting, to see them, to see if they can merge, can you know, console and handhelds. Whereas, like, we got that gamepad the first time, and we're like, hey, what? You know, like, <laughs> huh? And so much of that demonstration, in the video they did was like, here's how it works. Here's somebody actually practically using it. Are you saying the leak was good? Because uh, it prepared. Yeah, us for I think that? all of the huh. all of the, all the speculation and everything we build up, I, I think that was all positive. Uh, ben, the internet usually is not kind to Nintendo. Why now? Um, because there's not enough information to be mad yet. Um, okay, that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No battery life. No, no yeah. specs. Yeah, no hard yeah. drive space. That's no, good... these are the games that launch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think here's just any shot of the online store. Yeah, I, I think they they did something that was really smart. The idea of just taking your games on the go is great. We don't know exactly how that's going to work yet, but that idea is is really attractive. Here's five seconds of Mario. Five seconds of Mario is enough to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe five minutes of Mario might make you mad, depending on which direction they're going, but five seconds of Mario is probably going to make you pretty happy. Uh, my sec- Okay, we got, a, we got a dog attack outside. Jones is taking care of it. Uh, my second question, just for Ian and Ben, is what do you think about the design? What do you think about the design of this product? The hardware. Just, Looking at that thing, what do you think of that design? Yeah. 
Not, I mean, not even aesthetically, also ergonomically. Like, what do you think of the I, product itself? I, I worry about the squares. Like, the squares. Like, the handles are kind of square. They're like Wii Remote shape. But they don't, they, I don't know, they look less rounded to me. I'm afraid first, we're going to have to call those Joy-Cons. Are they Joy-Cons? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. The Joy-Cons, yeah. I w- With a product like this, you really don't know until you hold it, I think. I mean, that's a great point. Like, you, I want to know, cause it's, and it's tough, too, because it's a handheld device, so it's like, you want it to feel really solid, and you want it to have heft, but if it's too heavy, it'll be tired, tiresome to use. So you want it to feel, and their builds are usually pretty high quality. So I think it'll be all right. Uh, Jones, the, po- the question we're posing now is, what do you think of the design itself? Like seeing the product finally after hearing about it and rumoring about it, uh, how do you how do you like the design? Uh, I like it. I think it's yeah. I th- I think it was a mistake. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but like I'm 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 resenting that video more and more the more I watch You're it. Resenting that yeah. video. Huh? That video is pretty messed up. There's a lot of stuff in that video. It's like. Come on! Like, it won't work like the that. situations yeah. where, like, the the, the guys play basketball. It's just, just really bad, really, really bad. Like, bring your switch to the basketball game with the guys. Jones, and you're gonna I'm stop. so ready to argue on it. And it was surprising. It was surprising for Nintendo too. It was like the Wii told me constantly to go outside, and then here they're like, go don't outside, they, but then play video games while you're out they there. They play a basketball video game together while they're yeah. playing the basketball game. Oh, I forgot and, they were actually and just, and, and just like. I think the you flip that thing over, it's gonna be great for retro games. Can be great for kind of more simple handheld games, mm-hmm. like anything in 3D. I I can't think of any circumstance where I'm gonna want to play that. On what about NBA 2K17? Yeah, no. or 18 in this case. Uh, no, you don't need a second analog stick for that thing. I guess not. For maybe for passing, but come on. <laughs> Wait, it only has one analog stick. Uh, well, when a Joy-Con is held sideways, oh, you right. only have one yeah, analog yeah, stick. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Ben, what do you think of the design of this thing? Um, I. I'm a little bit worried that it's going to be a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing because when you see them holding the Joy-Con controller sideways, their hands are like this. Yes, you know? they're tiny. Um, and I just, if it looks uncomfortable in the reveal trailer, I wonder how it's actually going to play out. Um, and I think it might be a situation where you know there are just some control methods that I just don't use at all, and I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like a like off-brand controller situation when you have a bunch of friends over and you're like, uh, actually, you have to use the Joy-Con this way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they did show the Pro Controller in the trailer. They made a oh, point the, of that. Well, what do you think about the Pro Controller? It looked similar to the other one, which is good. Okay. People like the Nintendo Pro Controller, right? I do very much so like the other. Uh, That's very good. Can you... Is it a touchscreen? Not confirmed. Now, are they're, they're not confirming or denying that it's a touchscreen. And do the controls have motion in them? Also not confirmed or denied. And can you use the screen and the TV at the same time? That is confirmed. You cannot do that. Wow. Okay. So they're just they're just like the Wii U's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Second screen dead. Dead. Okay. Let it die. Uh, here's the thing. When when I first saw the Wii U, when you immediately saw that gamepad, you said, "Oh, yeah." It looked dumb. It looked yeah. dumb, and it still does look dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> it looked dated from the moment it was shown off. This, I don't think, looks as dated. Am I alone there? It looks less toy-like. It looks more like a tablet computer. Sure. With controllers on the sides. Uh, there's, there's no immediate compromise with it like there was with the Wii U. You know what I mean? With the, with the Wii U, it was always, well, you can't really... It's not the same. It's not you're gonna you can't take this and go wherever you want to with it. It's mm-hmm. like maybe useful in some instances sometimes where it's like, no, 
You want to play Zelda on the bus? Go play Zelda on the bus. It's the same game, everything. You can take it as far as you want to. Um, and I think just immediately that's much more attractive. Okay. Does the base, like, is the, if you've got it on the base, is that, are there other computer components in the base? Or is the tablet the whole thing? This is another thing we like to rumor and believe know. in. That maybe the, it's rumored that the handheld itself can only do 720p. Okay. And I guess our hope, the internet's hope, is that when you slam it into that taco shell, uh, suddenly it will be able to export at at least 1080p. If that's the only difference, I think that would be fine. Because on a screen that size, you're not going to really, like, 720 will look good. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and, and it'll, and it'll run just fine. Like, mm-hmm. that won't be a problem. But, like, if it's a situation where, you know, the graphics are way downscaled or something, then that's bad. Yeah. I mean, on the Wii U pretty grody sometimes yeah it's a weird resolution that thing runs on Mm -hmm. uh but it won't have to be simultaneous it'll be a whole different thing Mm -hmm. uh question number three when you look at the logo and the name nintendo switch in particular the branding is it genius or do you get the impression this is an offshoot i think it's genius okay yeah i i really appreciate for the first time in forever you can learn so much about it just from the name and I, I love that the the like right side comes down and clicks and Nintendo Switch. It just has a snappiness to it. It has immediacy to it. Like it it's it feels like Nintendo isn't trying to be too clever for its own good. Yeah. Which I feel like they often are. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. It the the logo uh just you know, kind of like broad strokes, they're making a switch. Like the company, hopefully, I think that the the logo and the branding and the name implies like, hey, we're listening, we're gonna switch it up, we're trying something new. So there's all that, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, the tactile, like the little of the thing, feels good to see, and it sounds good, and yeah. it makes me want to put the controllers on the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. me it makes it makes me thirst for that tactile response of I using this thing. Mm-hmm. Humans love to and click I think, things. Yeah. I, I can't I'm so excited to just What's well, like click the 3DS this thing when it again. like yeah. you know, snaps into place and you open it up. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're just good like when you're done, like oh, I'm done with that session. Kaboom. Like, they're go. good at, at that kind of weird little thing that you don't really appreciate uh, out loud generally. The power button on the NES. I love that thing big uh, time. Oh my god. <laughs> that's a good yeah. button. Uh actually you know, that's a really good point. They went back to that animation and sound the a the logo like uh, five yeah. times throughout yeah. this this yeah. three and a half minute trailer i think it was really good each time just yeah. to reiterate it you didn't leave that trailer not knowing what the name of that product is mm-hmm. and i really think switch is a really good console title uh i'm curious if any of you disagree well but it was it's a just, little it was a little i don't mean to cut you off sorry. no please go it was a little weird because i wasn't here i was out of town on vacation mm-hmm. and so i just see intermittently on the slack chat that we use for easy allies i just see people saying the word switch a bunch yeah so then i'm like what the hell is that we adopted it immediately pretty quickly actually yeah, yeah. everyone's just like oh yeah. the switch i'm gonna get that switch day one you know yeah. and i'm like the switch the switch what is that <laughs> so like it doesn't scream you know it's not like playstation 5 i know what that is mm-hmm. if i just see the word switch out of context i'm like huh i mean now i know because yeah. i'm in the know so it's interesting in that regard because I, I had to look into it but i love this one syllable yeah Look at Xbox yeah. One and PlayStation 4. Those are stupid words. Both of those words are stupid, straight up. I'm Why not, it belies the fun of the Switch? Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm not going to lie. I do kind of 
just miss the NX as a title, though, the same way mm-hmm. I kind of miss the Dolphin. Yeah, I hear you. Because <laughs> when we were just talking about the NX, I sort of built up this image in my mind that was very mysterious and kind of foreboding and powerful. And the Switch is the exact opposite of that, which is great. Yeah. It's kind of like it's fun and clear. casual yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, kind of to the point. And I just would wonder what an NX would look like, you know? <laughs> yeah. An Xbox One. We will never white. forget the NX, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I Jones? think this is a better move, though. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, Switch yeah. being fun and casual and, and, and kind of flitty and free uh, feeling, anyway. I mean, obviously, it's not out. But, like, that's the move. That's the right move. Yeah. Abs- oh, Nintendo's man. supposed to be fun, jolly, happy, friendly, and they got it back. Uh, Jones, I'll pose the fourth question to you first. Ooh. So, uh, obviously, there's still much to be revealed, as Ben opened up with. Uh, lots to learn still. But <laughs> I'm curious, do you personally feel better about Nintendo than you did two years ago. Sorry. That I did two, two we- weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back to October. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm I, on the more positive side. Yeah. And I, I mean, how you feel about their position, how you feel about them as a company, how they're going to do in the coming time, the years. It, this, this feels different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's funny with getting, getting to the clicking. One thing that cracks me up is like, I, I hate, plugging stuff into stuff. I do that all the time, you know, moving this console, moving that there, and unplugging this power cable or something. So it's funny to do be make look like add just kind of a sassy fun vibe to like, you gotta move it and plug this into that. You have to do it for it to work, but it's fun. You know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sassy. They make it look so yeah, easy too. <laughs> so smooth every time. And just that sound effect. Like, yeah. um, do the controllers go down? They go down. Okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's different. I think it has that youthful fun vibe, uh, but I also think it's a, it's a it's a, it's a pretty looking machine. I, like, I think the color was really smart. I think it makes it look more uh, a little more modern, you know, like ties a little bit more obviously with the the black PS4, the black Xbox. It's a uh, black and dark gray to yeah. anyone who's not seen it yet. Um, and uh, and and one thing that seemed, might seem like a small thing, but I really appreciated in that video, um, uh, especially because sometimes when announcements come out of Japan, at the, and and you know Americans are guilty of this as well, but like I think they can. Um, maybe seem a little more fabricated or maybe there's like there's a little more pomp and circumstance when they announce things and I like that when uh, the when the guy is going home to play Skyrim and he puts the switch in he's walking away from his television and you see the video image just boop appear on the TV mm-hmm. and, it, and and like there's like a, the guy's idle animation the axe is just standing there and it's kind of boring it's kind of like very straightforward just to show like you plug it in and then it appears yeah. mm-hmm. they didn't like sass up that shot in any way or do some yeah, fun video like, transition Whoa. just very straightforward and it's very like you plug this in it takes a couple of seconds it recognizes the video feed shows up on your TV and then you can start playing oh, and I really like how God, straightforward yes. Nintendo was I really like we're going to show you exactly how this works Mario's not going to come jumping out in the 3D and do some you know thing it's like <laughs> no it's going to be very direct Jones, that is Ben. I, I listened to Frame Trap, uh-huh. and I heard Brad say that that was a bad choice. That Skyrim, a five-year-old game, was a bad choice to show first and foremost. Because of what Jones just said, I think it was a genius choice. Well, I like the way the game was shown. You I recognized think, it I think immediately. Showing a two-generation old game is is a little rough. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it does have a it does have a remake coming out. Right, very and that soon. was yeah, yeah. A, yeah, presumably what he was playing. Like, yeah, exactly, remake. and just it's immediately recognizable. I think, and also Skyrim's got it's got one of those vibes of. It's a game that's okay to like. It's cool. Like Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? You can throw Game of Thrones out at any grocery store and somebody can point at you and say like, yeah, you're cool for liking Game of Thrones. Right. Skyrim, same thing. Like, yeah, you're cool for liking Skyrim. It's like it's got that kind of like invulnerable... Like, never played it. <laughs> ben, what's up? What's up? Dark Souls, never played I, it. You're me, not cool. I mean, I, I understand that perspective and yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, but to me it echoes the Wii U launch in a very bad way where they were like, 
Guys, we've got Batman. We've Arkham got City. third. Yeah, party. we've got yeah. the yeah. ultimate Mass edition. Three. That wasn't nearly as cool as they thought it was. Oh yeah, and, they, and no one cared. Do you um, remember in the press conference they had Harley Quinn doing like a weird voiceover over Reggie? Yeah, and then they kind of like expected the audience to respond to that. <laughs> Extreme amount of touch. I know it sounds like that. I know it echoes that. I think it's yeah. actually completely different. I really, really, actually think it was a genius pick. What, what would have been yeah. better? What would have been a better game to replace that with? Do you know what would have been a better game to replace that with? Hmm. Destiny. Imagine playing Destiny on the go. Or or something like like that. Something online, that is the, crazy. Yeah, something online, something that, that that I don't know, had a little bit more relevance, I think. Uh Destiny would be really I mean you can't. No, uh, I know. It, it doesn't it's a total have a, hypothetical, but right. it doesn't yeah. have um, you know, a data program uh in in it. So you'd have to have Wi Fi on the plane to be playing Destiny out there and on the bus you're host. Well um, with go go in flight internet. You can Ooh. have Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah, it's just nine dollars every hour. Yeah, it's just nine dollars an hour. Yeah. I, so I know, I know it doesn't have data, but yeah. I actually don't think that's as big of a deal as it seems. Um, I think. Well, Destiny is always online. Yeah, Destiny is yeah. always online. So you, you couldn't yeah. play it in certain situations, but I still think it's an appealing proposition. Something like that, like going home for Christmas and being able, like. Just to play on your parents' Wi-Fi or whatever it is, like yeah. I still, I still think that could work. I think if you did that same thing and put Destiny in there, they had a greater impact showing Skyrim than they would have if they had Destiny in the same on that same screen. I truly believe that because it's more recognizable. Because it's more immediately recognizable it, and it's more, I think, highly regarded. It might be a more popular game, just numbers-wise, too. Yeah, sales-wise, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have the exact info on that. Don't. Destiny's doing crazy still. Yeah, number, they do. Like, they make good money, still but Skyrim popular, has like, which makes it a really good pick from. I was ben. talking to somebody the other day who's purchased Skyrim four times. Well, and here comes number five. Yeah, he. That's what he was saying. He's like, man, now I got to buy this thing again. I'm. I'm a giant <laughs> idiot who's probably going to play Skyrim again. Like, I'm. I'm probably going to. Should it. I play? I've never played it. It's I play Dark Souls. I like, I like games with the bow and arrow. I like first-person games yeah. where you get to shoot arrows at things, and that does it real, real, real well. I don't real, know if real, real well. like it, though. I don't think I No, like I don't know. I, I don't think I, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, I loved the other ones, but... That comment that Jones just said mm-hmm. sold me that on that idea, I think, way more. <laughs> sure. Because, because if you take something like a Destiny... Yeah. Uh, or anything like that that has constant progression. Like, I haven't played Destiny in a very long time, like, since Taken King. And my first thought is, oh, man, I got to do all this work to catch up to my friends. Whereas if you think about it, something like Skyrim, it's something that you have some nostalgia for, that the idea of taking it on the go is really appealing, and you, you can just hop in. You don't have to have a character. You yeah. don't have to Log have in. played the DLC. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. is actually a good point. Well, I think the most obvious example of why... Um, they pick Skyrim is just the, the continual advancement, you know, that like this is this is one of those games that doesn't have a clear stopping point. It's not something where you're like, oh, I finished that puzzle in Mario or yeah, I beat that level, you know, in that 2D side scrolling action game. We put the game down, you know, that that was I got that one ending. OK, I'm done with that chapter done. Yeah, but like Skyrim, you just you keep playing and keep playing, and keep playing. And, ah, it's four in the morning. And so like the idea that like I'm on the plane, I'm in my apartment, I'm in the car, I'm in the cab, you know, um, you can just keep going that whole time. I mean, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's we're tempting. talking more about Skyrim than that new Mario game that was shown off. I don't even have it written down that we're, we're to talk about it. I hate that, that she Mario runs game. towards the edge and then slides right before she jumps. She's like, what are you doing? There's like a cannonball going right next to her. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, what? Her friends no, are No, jump. No, don't her friends. are like, hey, come over here. Yeah. Karen. The internet calls her Karen. <laughs> I don't remember that, that at all. She's got a name, yeah. The Mario The thing? new Mario I game? don't remember it at all. It was two seconds. I, probably yeah. two full seconds of Mario. I think um, Skyrim just again is technological benchmark to just be like hey it can run skyrim 
theoretically the newer Skyrim, which better would be, run Skyrim. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. they're just like, hey, you can run the new Skyrim on it. Just so it's just like, so you have an idea of where we're at right now. Well, yeah. it's just it's just there to say like this Nintendo system is capable. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be because I think Skyrim is a choice is is a very specific choice in that regard because it is a technologically advanced game from a few years ago. Yeah. And like even the remake likely won't be that taxing, you know? So they're saying like we can run Skyrim. Hey, we can it's, it's fine. Yeah, we got Skyrim. We can, we can, we can run Skyrim. We can run a little Skyrim on here. You like shoot dragons? You want to shoot some dragons? Make the switch. Uh, ben and Ian, I do want to know though if you feel better about where Nintendo is at than you did two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, only because they the teaser was so on point for me. You know, it just felt so focused. It felt like they accomplished exactly what they needed to accomplish. Um, it, the the simplicity of it, I think, is what surprised me the most. There was not a single moment of that trailer where I'm like, "All right, they're getting this doesn't seem very possible," or they're trying to too cram in too much at once. Like every single thing was just, "This is what this scene is for. This is what this scene is for." I got it, you know. Um, Which is pretty impressive for a device that is, you know, compared to other consoles. Really complicated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they like totally sold it. By the time you're done watching that trailer, you're like, I understand how the switch works. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one the one thing that I'm curious about is the little block that goes in between. That's called the grip. The grip. Yep. Like, does that have a bigger battery in it? Is there anything technological about it? Does it have a rumble pack in it? Or is it just to make this things far apart? Fantastic questions. We do not have answers we to. We do not have Does answers. that thing rumble? Yeah. Let us know. Do you, like, do you who know, knows? Do you know what my favorite part of the trailer was, though? Tell me. The, sp- the Splatoon. Just having Splatoon <laughs> get a moment. Because Splatoon is amazing. And I think <laughs> might end up becoming one of the most important things that we remember from the Wii U era. And so to see it get attention in that trailer, to know that there's going to be more on the way, to see that idea develop and blossom on a system that is kind of giving it not a second chance, but the attention that it deserves. Yes. You know, based on the quality of its idea. Like, that game is amazing. Like, there's a vitality to it that, oh... Not a, not a second chance, but a real chance. A real chance. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're yeah. getting your real yeah. chance this time, Splatoon. You have a, an opportunity to succeed. Is right. it possible that that could be a Splatoon 2 as well? Um, It's possible. I mean, they, they have Just different... A, a collector's edition seems like the most obvious play. Yeah, yeah. They have day, day one, all, all DLC, That's... everything, 60 bucks. Like, same thing with Mario Kart. That's the know? rumor is that like there's going to be yeah. a lot of... Game Wii of the Year edition, Mario Kart. That's the one thing that makes me a little worried. Well, were you done? I'm done. Okay. The one thing I'm a little worried about, and I'm I'm pumped on this thing. I I think it's a great move. I'm I feel much more positive. I'm what is it? I'm bullish on Nintendo to to, to use douchebag trader speak. Okay. Uh, I used to work with a bunch of. It was crazy. But uh, CNBC right here. Yeah, I'm bullish on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's why. No, I think yeah, I think they've got the fun back, and it seems innovative. I personally haven't bought a Nintendo console since the Wii. Uh, Omar bought a Wii U, my roommate, but uh, we played Super Mario Maker for a week, and then it fell off a shelf, and neither of us cared. Um, <laughs> true story. No, but, uh, I mean that's a lot of people what they had with their Wii U's. For yeah, sure. and like this one, I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I want to buy this, but the thing I'm worried about is, is it just going to be, you know, like they've got to come out. They can't do what they did with the Wii U. They've got to come in with some really strong contenders. I mean, obviously, Breath of the uh, you wild? had it. You got this. Wind or wild? It's wild. Okay, Breath of the obviously Breath of the Wild. Yeah, 
uh, is a big one, but it's also on the Wii U, yep. and it's like this. And so right now the Switch, to me, I want it to have some big mm-hmm. titles that only it has oh, Ian, and I, that are drawing me into it. One word for you. You don't even have to worry about it because of retro. The company? The company. Don't even worry. Don't even be concerned about What are they going to make? I don't even know. I have no idea what Retro's making right now. <coughs> but I'm like, give me a Metroid. Give me a, give me a, give me a new Mario that's just on the Switch. Well, that, I mean, that crazy. Was, that was there for two seconds. Yeah, it wasn't crazy though. That's the thing. Right. I think it looked pretty familiar, to be honest. Don't do. Yeah. Don't do. That's what I'm worried about. Because yeah. Nintendo, the the blood, you know, of Nintendo, are these amazing, you know, tentpole franchise games and occasional new innovations. And without that, the Switch is just going to Wii U again. And, like, I'm worried because the trailer was 90% old games or Game of the Year editions, you know? Yeah. And it's a little soon. It's not out yet. But you gotta. You gotta. Uh, in the defense of the video, I think that it's better to show those games you're more familiar with and how the hardware itself handles those games than to show off new games. I agree. Because it would overshadow the console announcement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So but, now they can announce a brand now, new game, and you know, you're like, oh, bef- I wonder how that's going to Oh, I can take that game on the go. Oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be sweet. Before the Switch comes out, I need to know what what game, two games, am I buying that I have to buy when I get my Switch? Skyrim. There are going to be four. Ian, I mean, there need to be. There will be there four games when that game be. when that console launches that are like, oh, I got to get all four of these games. Yeah. But if they don't do that, it's bad news. Okay. Because if it's just a machine that plays old games and you can take them out of your house and play them in your house, not not good. Yeah. I understand your concern. Don't be there. All right. I'm, I'm excited. This thing's going to be a software I'm, I'm powerhouse. Uh, I do want to move on. <laughs> it's so fun to talk about Nintendo Switch. We're going to talk about it all year. Oh, man. I. What do you got? I just... No, I just... This is what I want to talk about. Like, I could go on for... <laughs> I know. I want to do a two-hour NX yeah. special. Yeah, uh, I want to hold Switch it. Special. I'm really excited to hold it. Easy it's going to be so fun to hold it. It's going to be so special. fun. And it's the thing, there's no E3 between now and then. We're just going to get I it know. in March. Maybe. Yeah. That's so crazy. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think I've told this story before, but... Uh, and it's brief. I got a Wii controller. I got the Wii first of the new generations. Mm-hmm. But I had a Wii controller... Before I had the system, yeah, I bought the controller, and I would just like sit there holding it. <laughs> I would just sit there holding it because yeah. I liked the way it felt. It's got some good weight to it. It really is. A so nice I just product. Hold You're preparing the Red Steel training. I was like you pretending. I was pre- I was like, I don't know how, what year did that come out. I was like, oh, you know, 2006. Old. Yeah, I was in. Co- I was like almost done with college. Yeah, and I was sitting there just p- pretending, playing pretend with a Wii remote. Oh. Another unfortunate part of uh, recording our podcast last week is that we t- had to talk about the announcement of Red Dead Redemption 2 without seeing that trailer. Yeah. I thought the trailer would reveal more, to be honest with you. I could think a yeah. lot of us did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our opinions probably would uh, stay the same whether we watched the trailer or not. Uh, however, the juiciest headline I've chosen, I've plucked to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 is... Uh, I mean, I'm editorializing already, but there was... Um, some exclusive DLC announced for this. You know how I love how I love those types of uh, announcements, Jones. I would like for you to actually read the language that was posted on the PlayStation blog. Uh, it's right there at the bottom. You'll find it within a bracket. Uh, this was with the announcement of Red Dead Redemption Two. This was what they posted on the PlayStation blog. Not not your question at the end there. Just nope. the okay. Yep yep yep. 
handcrafted to take full advantage of PS4. Red Dead Redemption 2 is an epic tale of life in America's unforgiving heartland. The game's vast and atmospheric world will also provide the foundation for a brand new online multiplayer experience. Mm -hmm. We are pleased to announce that PS4 players will get first access to earn select online content in the vast (laughs) open world of Red Dead Redemption 2. Check back on PlayStation Blog for more details soon and for all the latest information on Red Dead Redemption 2. And if they promise you story DLC, don't listen. <laughs> That's what yeah. we learned about blog posts. Well, you know, the, you know the hot word in here. You, you, the you, hot word. you can put the pin right in earn. Yeah. yeah. We'll earn. get first access to earn select online content. Can I tell you what I think that means? I what? think it's going to be like GTA, onla- GTA yeah, of Online, where you can earn money, but you can also straight up buy it. Right. Yeah. But you can't buy things. You buy the money to buy things. Yeah. Right. I think that's what that means. So Jeff. that means they're doing Red Dead Online? That's oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah. yeah. They're, I, I, I think right now in that company, I think all of the online stuff is just like little, little more attention right now than all the story stuff. But granted, the story team isn't huge at Rockstar. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented people there. There are only two houses. But from what I, yeah, from yeah. what I can tell, I mean, maybe that's just the way that the games are credited. Like, it really is just a couple people that kind of control all of the storytelling. Housers don't deal with uh, Red Dead, do they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no Housers. way. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're out of control. Okay. Um, uh, but is yeah, I wonder. You can, are they brothers? They're brothers. Learn select content. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it's like God, it's not maps, dude. It's just little stupid things. Points, but like things. all of these are just dumb. They, like you get a golden gun or like a shitty weapon you're never gonna use or like some new shirts. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's like a new to the PlayStation right, They're platform. always pointless. Oh my god! Just like a, a sometimes a it's fun like a headdress new... you can put on your horse yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, or sometimes it's like oh, play this certain battle mode. Where it's the same as the other battle mode, but the the bases are swapped. You know, it's like. I don't want to make predictions on this thing because this game is very important to me. Yeah. This is one of the most hyped, <laughs> anticipated games I've had in some time. What is some time? Uh, five years at least? Probably since GTA 5. I'm trying to think of like the last game. Maybe Arkham Knight have, to, have been after GTA 5, right? It's mm-hmm. so probably Arkham Knight. It was like okay. the last game where I was like, I cannot wait to play this. Uh, I don't care at all about the... Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't want I don't, to talk I, about I, it too long. I would be extremely surprised if that content was something that I'm like, whoo! Thank goodness I'm playing this on PS4. Yeah. Not possible. It's not possible for I it to be that. I highly doubt, yeah. You got the hat. Because that would be a mode. That would be really like, th- this whole PS4 group is just in hat. some lobby you're not even in. Yeah. But if it's like, look at my uh, Apache headdress. Like, That's I, I would pay good money, good money for a Kyle Bossman voice that said, you got the hat. You got <laughs> the hat. <laughs> PlayStation 4 exclusive Bossman voice. You can't get the hat otherwise. The only way to get the hat is to be on a PlayStation but platform. It, that's the, I mean, broadening this conversation just a bit. Yeah. I don't understand why any of these, why anyone ever acts like the, like get the GameStop exclusive level pack or what, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, because necessarily they can't be that good or people would riot. Like if they were so cool, that like if PlayStation gave Rockstar like a yacht full of money yeah. and was like, hey, put like an entire extra act that's the best writing yeah. in the game that you can only play on the PS4, but like that would be so crazy that it, it's not going to happen. So it has to be pointless by nature. So it ha- by that's nature, yeah, <laughs> by nature, these incentives have to it's be. Like on the li- it's like on the line. If you had a, if you had the list of like the amazing list and the crappy list, right. it's either got to be like top of the crappy or bottom of the amazing. Like, right. It's got to be somewhere in the they middle can there, never be tantalizing good. enough but well, not like required. That's that's the genius of it. That's what actually makes it feel gross because 
it's pointless enough that people that would get mad about it, that would generate the headlines, just ignore it because it's like, oh, it, it's not a big deal. No one cares. It's just the people the that live for that series and that game will do anything to get some of those bonuses some of the time. I gotta get the hat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They, and that's you got the hat. Well, not, that's <laughs> why it works so well. Not to throw myself out there with another possible Gears Four correction, but Zombie Dom is the um, is the, uh, the, the yeah. I think you get it with the hundred dollar version of Gears Four. Oh, okay. You get. I don't know how you get them now, considering the game's already launched. I don't know Zombie if you can still buy that version. I use Zombie Dom in multiplayer. Right. But I mean, I don't really care. But it's a great. But it's a great. <laughs> but it's. I think it's again. It's on that line. It's I'm like something that's cool. important to, to, to the Gears community. It's but not it's not deal. a character that is in this game. So if you do, if you if you just played Gears Four, you're not necessarily going to know who he is. You know, um, and obviously it's tongue in cheek. They're like, oh, Dom's back. You know. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was I, that just seemed like so perfect. Like, of course that's it yeah. ain't right. Now this juicy story just popped up today. Uh, this. This gets uh, games media riled up. I don't know if it gets games fans riled up. I want to see how the panel feels about this. Bethesda announced today that they will no longer be sending out review copies of their games, any of the games they're publishing, uh, ahead of launch. Jones, again, I'm starting to lean on you so much. I need you to read their press release. Okay. I need you to read their explanation of why they are no oh, longer good, okay. sending out review copies. I was hoping they said why. And this is a <clears throat> great why. At Bethesda, mm-hmm. we value media reviews. Mm. We read them. We watch them. Thank you for the watch. I really appreciate that. Mm. I got. I, I, there was some review I did where I cut some. I spent like, you know like hours and hours and hours working on the review. And I was like, "Did you guys watch the review?" They're like, "Oh yeah, the team read it. We thought it was great." And I was like, "It's not a read. <laughs> this is an eight minute video I worked on for twenty hours." Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We read them, we watch them, we try to learn from them when they offer critique, and we understand their value to our players. Earlier this year, we released Doom. We sent review copies to arrive the day before launch, which led to speculation about the quality of the game. Since then, Doom has emerged as a critical and commercial hit, and is now one of the highest-rated shooters of the past few years. With the upcoming launches of Skyrim Special Edition and Dishonored 2, we will continue our policy of sending media review copies one day before release. While we will continue to work with media, streamers, and YouTubers to support their coverage, both before and after release, we want everyone, including those in the media, to experience our games at the same time. We also understand that some of you want to read reviews before you make your decision, and if that's the case, we encourage you to wait for your favorite reviewers to share their thoughts. Excuse me? Bold. They want me to wait? Bold. Before I buy their game? If that's important to you. If that's important to you, go it's, ahead and wait. It's your call. Isn't that fascinating? You know, if that really matters to you, then uh, you should like wait. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's unless both. unless the shadow thing is just like people ain't gonna wait. So even if the game is bad, we can send them out late. That's not. That's even, what people are worried about. That's a big old shadow. That's that's barely under the surface. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they don't say why. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like it worked for Doom. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like morally agree with it. I think it's wrong, but I get it. Yeah, I really do mm-hmm. because specifically with Doom, there's a video out there. I'm not going to name the outlet, but they're like, "Hey, watch the first 20 minutes." And it's it's like they can't even play the game, you know? And it's mm-hmm. I I I think with something like Doom, they made the game look bad. They made the game look bad. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. In fact, and if you kind of there were some early media impressions of Doom that were like, oh, you know, it's just it's just another violent game. Like, who cares, you know? And I just, I, I can imagine working on that team and being like, you know, 
they, these people just don't get it and that's infuriating so we're gonna not have them ruin that for us and uh i get it i really really do especially when you're making something like that where i think there are so many expectations and it has such a long legacy yeah uh i get it too i just don't think that's a privilege you get to have uh just in reference to television and film and music hey you gotta send out review copies do you when you don't there i mean this is gonna be a harsh sure. thing to say it doesn't need to exist <laughs> reviewing Reviews? reviewing criticism it doesn't I don't agree with it. I'm not saying I think this. I'm just saying it doesn't need That expression implied you think this. No. <laughs> it doesn't need to exist. Nothing you know, like I think that criticism is very very valuable because it makes things better over time because people listen and and things grow, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like the way that the system works doesn't have to be that way. Like it could have always been like yeah, you wait until the show comes out and then you write your review. You know, and then everyone gets to see retroactively what you thought of it, you know? I'm just saying, like, the system being set up the way that it was didn't have to be that way, you know? And yeah. they're making the game. It's their their call, I It guess. absolutely is their call. I'm, I'm sorry I used the word right. Like, absolutely, they get to choose when people right. review their game. Uh, so I just, just to be clear, I value and like reviewing and criticism. I, I don't... I'm just saying, devil's advocate. I don't know if I buy the, the movie and television comparison, and I totally get where you're coming from, but... You know, as somebody who tries to pay as much attention to this as possible, I see more people now than even I did a year ago that say, oh, I, I'm interested in this game now. I bought this game because I watched it on Twitch. That just matters more. Oh, why, yeah, if, absolutely. If, if, why, why would you base your opinion on a review when you could watch a guy stream it maybe 12 hours the day before it comes out? And that guy's yeah. probably better than a video I, games journalist. Almost guaranteed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Right. We, as games media, have less sway than we did before. Yeah. And that's diminishing year by year. Uh, Jones, do you think it's fair? Do you think more publishers will follow? Uh, I think it's an extremely bold move. I would be surprised if we see someone, like, next week make this announcement. I think I think people might shorten that window. I think they might take the, take the opportunity to maybe test something out on a big release that's coming out. But this seems like something that had been brewing at Bethesda for a while. They finally just put their foot down like, you know, we, we tested it with Doom. That worked out well for us. It's kind of tricky because they're like, we released it before and Doom ended up being like a really good game. And it was, it was surprising. Like we were a little nervous, you know, that we were getting the game late. And I was kind of curious, like, is Doom going to have an interesting story? You know, like how long is this game going to be, you know, based on like my time with it? Um, but like, is Dishonored 2 going to be great too? I don't know. You know, no. is that going to bite you later? You know, are you going to regret that? You get know? ready. Dishonored 2 isn't going to sell what you think it's about no, yeah, to sell. No one cares. Be ready for that. <laughs> Just get prepared. It's not, I'm you're tra- not going to have the Doom effect with Dishonored 2. I'm trying. Um, yeah. I'm strangely biased with this for two reasons. Okay. Uh, one, uh, we are building toward the same exact access that we had at GT. We're slowly chipping away at you know, some companies. We've kind of picked up right where we left off. Others, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. Some are like, oh, game trailers, sure. So like Bethesda, <laughs> yeah. So like Bethesda being like, you all get it at the same time. It's kind of like, all right. <laughs> like, don't have to worry about that one. Nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, right, and the reviews I, still come out two weeks I, after. I personally, I don't think there's ever been a game in my entire life, even in my, back in the day, we're line by line reading EGMs, like three part reviews that they would do. I don't know if I've ever bought a game that I was not considering four part based on uh, 
a review. You know, it was like, oh, I don't really like that. Oh, I read this review. They liked it. Now I'm going to purchase that game. It Never in your like, life? I do ne- that. I, I, I do that a lot. Jones, especially in those EGM days, I bought games exclusively oh, yeah. because of reviews. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I just it, can't go back that far, but yeah, like yeah. A, a lot of it was uh, my friends. I mean, a lot, like all my friends own a Super Nintendo and that was like the, the main console I was buying games for. And so... It was like, if you liked it, cool. Then I bought a lot of really d- dumb games, just Jones, impulse buys. I didn't for, have any for each person on this panel, I've seen, I've heard you talk so much about this game, I'm getting that game. I've seen right. that in well, response I mean, to Ian talking up games, Ben yeah. talking up games, you talking up games, Jones. I mean, we're, our friends are professional video game reviewers, too. So, so yeah, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, to, <laughs> to me, the review process is this big conversation that we all get in. Sure. So I appreciate the high scores, the low scores, things in the middle, weird opinions, articles that come out a month later pointing out stuff I never thought about. You know, like I, I just enjoyed that entire process as opposed to like, of all of these, that one's correct. You know, like I just don't think, or that one's going to, yeah. you know, turn the needle or that one's going to hurt sales or help sales. Uh, I don't want to. Hard for me to think that way. Hard for me to like step out of my job and, and look at games that way. I hear you. Uh, for me, it's all about like, I know this person's tastes, and so I right. value their, you know, or like, like for me in movies, I just do pretty much generally the opposite of whatever E Online thinks. Um, like if they hate it, I'm like, okay, that movie's good. Whoa, <laughs> wait, hold on, E Online. Because for years that was true. I mean, I don't know if it's still true, but like for years it was hilarious. Every time they hated something, I was like, this leave is a good E Online alone. What are you even doing, reading them? <laughs> It's just show up on whatever. No, it doesn't. You have to go to E Online no, to read the reviews. No, it was on like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. All right. Uh, I got one last beef with this, and it's that reviewers get games one day early from Bethesda. Uh, because that seems to imply to me that we want everyone to play the game at the same time. I actually really like that sentiment. They don't mean it. They still want reviewers to feel a little special. Right. With that one day. And what game, what game can you beat in one day? Right. Yeah. It's not enough time, so it is just What game Bethesda is releasing yeah. can you beat in 24 hours? <laughs> That's what kind of gets me. Ben, is that what that is? Is that just a move to make reviewers feel slightly happy? Uh, I mean, maybe if they weren't heavily advertising, hey... If you pre-order Dishonored 2, you can get it a day early. Yeah. Like that, yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> if you pre-order, you get reviewer access. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, so that, that, I think that no. muddles the message a little bit yeah. for me. It's what, a muddled message, for sure. I'm trying to think... One other positive occurred to me. Sure. Just so we're not totally down on it. Uh, many times in our past, now and, easy, and, and game shows included, there have been situations where the game hasn't been patched yet while we review it and the review goes up when the game comes out and technologically the game is different like the game that a person plays is technologically different than the game we reviewed mm-hmm. sure think about uh what was it drive club like sure the servers were amazing when we were reviewing it and then it sucked when it came out right yeah and then like i mean frame rates with dark souls 3 right you had yeah. that issue with that and then when load it came times out and bloodborne they, and load times and bloodborne and yeah. witcher 3 and all these things and like if we don't review it until the game, the retail copy, effectively, that would be less of an issue generally. Yeah. So the game we'd be reviewing would be more accurate to what's coming out. Um, I mean, only a few times has it affected our score so dramatically, like yeah. Drive Club or Dark Souls Three or these things. Like, Especially now that we're stars. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, with stars, it's, it's at a least a positive less. side, and you you um, understand the game better after launch than before, I guess. I don't think I, you were wrong. Oh no 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 no! Not that. <laughs> I'm not coming um, after you. No, uh, the the thing I wanted to say is, uh, kind of going off of that, the I think the reviews that get the most eyeballs have have changed dramatically as well. You know, if you think about somebody like an Angry Joe, right, who tends to get like over a million review, views for every review he does, 
his thing isn't I'm gonna have this day and date. It's gonna be a six minute video, a thousand words. Right. You know, he goes in for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, um, and if you're Bethesda and you say one of the biggest reviewers is not going to put this up until a week later, two weeks later anyway, and he's going to go into all the steps or like a total biscuit kind of has a similar approach. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that would change your feelings on it too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. We live in a world where those people matter more than IGN. Those reviews. Well, maybe not more than IGN. IGN reviews are still really huge. I'm sorry for saying that IGN. And and, I mean, (laughs) you're not that sorry. current, Current owner of game trailers. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I mean, this is where to me it'll get it'll get shady. Where they get shady. Is if IGN still gets it early. Like if somehow oh, they like, probably will still get a lot of games like, early still. They're still going to do the IGN first, like you know, they're going to they're like if they've got Dishonored 2 like 2 weeks before everybody else. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be like, okay, hang on now. They still got that sway. Yeah, this they is got a, that's, got a lot that's, of sway still. that's where I'm like, oh, this is smarmy. Never mind. What? Nothing. It's best. We got to move on from that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always want to prod. I'm like, tell me. This is an exciting story to me. To me, this story is about video games growing up a little bit. Mm. It's like, hey, video games, you got you to gotta adapt with the times. You got to catch up. Mm-hmm. We got a strike happening right now. Strike. Mm-hmm. SAG-AFTRA uh, is striking from video games. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. It is affecting the household of one of the people on this very couch. Jones, what's going on? Uh, we're financially in dire straits. This is yeah, a really bad here? year. I mean, mm-hmm. first, you know, I lose my job. Yeah. Well, some just got, you know, Patreon funded. Yeah. Now, you know, wife's out of a job. Just they barely show that commercial anymore. They barely, they barely show the damn commercials she's in. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It, it is something. It, it was it was one of those moments where, like, sitting on the couch, just kind of chatting about it. And then I'm like, wait. Wait, I'm, you're going to have to explain this again. I'm going to have to talk about this. Like, we are likely going to bring this up in the podcast. Yeah. It's not often that, like, so, just a casual on, wait, conversation wait, with my up. wife. Yeah. So you don't care about what your wife's talking about unless we have to talk about it on the podcast? No, it was, how goes, it, was, right? it was just, in, it was like, I, I need this in written form. Like, I, I'll i remember this now in the this deets. present conversation, but I'm going to totally screw up these details. I know the deets. So she actually wrote down. Oh, okay. You Whoa, Jones, you got some details? From, directly from Amanda. Okay, cool. So obviously we're going to be a little biased in there. Uh, Jones's wife. Amanda, I'm extremely biased in this. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, is is a video game voice actor. Correct. Yeah, all my friends are too. Right. Yeah, it's just like they're it's not all working right now. They, and they, obviously, subsequently through Amanda, I have met several yeah. amazing voice actors. Okay, so Jones, do you have the entire deal? Do you have like an entire? This is from Amanda. Amanda wrote this out. So this is this is Amanda's like cheat sheet. On, okay, let's do it then. Let's the, go with Amanda's the cheat sheet. Right. Let's go with what you got there. <clears throat> in a nutshell, here's what we are asking for. Yes. Number one. When we're doing mocap that involves stunts or other dangerous scenarios, to have a stunt coordinator on set. Fair. Mm-hmm. Number two, that up. strenuous vocal session, such as combat dialogue, fight sounds, screams, etc., be limited to two hours maximum. Actors have bled from their throats, thrown up, passed out, lost use of their voices for weeks, and in some cases have had to have had surgery from vocally stressful work. Mm-hmm. Number three, to know what project we're working on. In some cases, actors have arrived for their session only to find out that they'll be saying racial slurs or doing a mocap simulated sex scene. Mm-hmm. As VO actors, we sign NDAs nearly every week just for auditions. Once we get the job, we need to know what's going to be asked of us. Number four, the biggie, secondary compensation. In every other contract that actors work under, there is some kind of secondary compensation, a.k.a. residuals. We're asking that of the highest grossing games, there be some kind of bonus payment after the game reaches a certain tier of success. Uh, two million copies is the actual certain Two million tier copies, of and then... Uh, Which is not... That's a lot. Which is a lot. And then <laughs> not many games, games per year hit And then you get like I think it's it's not even a huge amount of money. It's like 
It's like a quarter of a session fee for certain characters. It's a little variable, but like it's like two hundred dollars. Jones, is that all the demands right there? Uh, just yeah, those are all the demands, but just specifically the uh, fun detail. Okay. Uh, we're striking the following producers, and we are not working on games produced by them after February seventeenth, two thousand sixteen. I'm guessing sixteen. Sure, fifteen. Activision no, 15. Publishing. The, uh, the games, if they weren't uh, started in production oh. before February twenty fifteen, so games oh, that were in production before that. Okay can finish okay so like if you're a striking voice actor that you makes can sense. still finish out whatever game oh because i remember that i remember that story the hashtags and everything back then in february mm-hmm. so i'm sorry so and if this seems familiar basically what they did was when, when the last time you heard about this yeah it, it popped up as an issue and then they sat down and got into talks and those talks have been going on for months and months and months and months and months they've finally broken down their striking so let's say yeah. i'm doing I'm doing vocal work on Final Fantasy 16 right now. Let's right. just say that. Right. Yeah. I got to leave my job. Yep. Oh, unless you're I mean, you're gone. Oh yeah, yeah. 16, we started yeah. work last month. We started yeah. on it last. You got to stop going in. Wow. You're done. Okay, give me those. Give me those publishers. Activision Publishing. Uh huh. Inc. Blind Light LLC. I don't Corpse, know Blind Light. It's a studio where they. Do Core a lot of Discovery of Films. Okay. Disney Character Voices Inc. Electronic Arts Productions. Formosa Interactive. Again, Insomniac Games. Interactive Associates. Take Two Interactive Software, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. So that's interesting. Uh, there's studios that uh, they're, just they're do like things in there. Uh, yeah, and I think they they're big. They do a lot of like other stuff. So like those are the big players, mm. and then those are the big like. I'm not entirely sure. I think they're the studios where they do it, but also kind of companies that handle it. Yeah, it makes sense to have a one-stop shop. You're yeah. you're, you're in the studio. You're like, we just for, need some. Other we need a great cast. You go. We'll cast the whole thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold the sessions at our building. We'll do the whole. We'll record them here. Yeah. One thing I think you didn't mention for for vocally strenuous sessions. I think they want a stunt coordinator for that too. Oh, okay. Maybe. I know oh. they want one for for mocap, but they might also want one for. Oh. For that, I'm not positive on that, but that might be in there just cool. so we don't get pinged on so that. So let me represent the other side here, the yes. video game companies. It's important to know what, what they're saying. Yep. So uh, they are offering more money. Corporate boss. <laughs> yeah, here he is. Uh, but they hate the idea of... Uh, what is it? residuals? Is right. that is that the right way to say that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Additional payment, just something else. A secondary payment. Something right. on top of the, the one term. session fee you gave me, and then I walked out the door, and then it became the biggest video game of the year. Right. So yeah. the video game companies said, "Hey, we'll give you a nine percent wage increase instead of the three percent you want." You know, they're trying to they're doing that kind of deal. Uh, uh, saw after a three-year period. They are also offering additional upfront compensation for as much as $950 per game based off the number of sessions a performer works on a particular title. I mean, $950 on a game that sells crazy right. does seem weird, right? Uh, I don't know, Jones. They, 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 re- they really want to put a flat rate on it. They really yeah, want to yeah. be like, they want to do we, buyouts. We, I, want a, I want a cap that there's no way I'm ever paying you more than this amount. Uh, and then I want to give a quote from Scott Whitlin, who mm-hmm. is the lawyer uh, who is hired by the game companies, uh, who considers it to be fundamentally unfair to the programmers and developers who put in far more man hours on a game and who aren't compensated based on a game's performance. Uh, that's from L.A. Times reporting. That's not a direct quote from him, but mostly from L.A. Times. This uh, that that um, I was talking. I won't say who, but I was talking with some some friends who are. Actors involved in the strike and developers that have at the same table extent at the same table. Uh, the the moment this happened, actually, we were all talking about it, mm-hmm. and um, apparently, uh, the companies 
only care about the secondary payments. They like they're not even really talking about Oh, they're the like, thing. sure, we'll get you the stunt card in here. Forget about it. Yeah, they're like, like that. I don't, the other, they haven't the said that, demands. but they're, yeah. they're just like, the the thing that sticks in their craw, apparently, is mm-hmm. this. And I mean, obviously, I'm not involved in this, so I don't speak for everyone. This is just, you know, what I've, the things we've been talking about. But um, apparently, like, the conversation's not even happening because the, the developer friend was saying, unit sold isn't a great metric because Game of the Year editions, DLC, all these other things, like, it's difficult to gauge sometimes digital sales, other sales. Like it's difficult to gauge exact units sold. And yeah. you could like, you could put out. Well, the base game sold, you know, eight hundred thousand copies. But then the game of the year edition, which is a different skew or skew or whatever, like a right. different product, has sold four million. You know, so we don't have to pay you on that. And like, so it gets really murky and bizarre because of all the different outlets for sales and all that stuff and DLC. Um, and then, uh, oh, I totally lost what I was going to say. But, um, oh, the, uh, the big thing, the reason that these companies apparently don't want it, and I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here, but, like, the, the fear that the developers have, or not the developers, but the... the um, publishers? Publishers, the big companies, you know, the Activisions, the whoever's, um, they don't want the developers to unionize yeah because i think that's pretty clear actually yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. like so they won't they won't give into this because they don't want the people who are crunching for for six straight weeks because it's your passion and you should do it and like you should suffer for your art mm-hmm. uh and the people who quote work on the game way harder than the actors and spend way more hours on it they don't want them to unionize because it would change the way that everything works yeah and it would it would totally upset the whole thing, which I I mean is probably overdue, and I think that maybe they eventually will unionize and maybe should I don't really know, but like that's what they're afraid of. So they don't want to give this thing a victory because the next thing will will be the thing that kicks them in the teeth. And I think that's why they're going for that nine percent and the three percent. They're like, hey, we'll give you money, right? We'll give you this money, right. please just take this money. It's like, no, we want a percentage, and they're right. like, no, 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 we don't yeah. want to give you that again. Yeah, because yeah, of the developers. Yeah, and so they're they're ter- like it's one of those things where it's like. This issue isn't super the issue. It is yeah. the issue, but it's mm-hmm. not right. the issue. The next thing that they're terrified of, where the entire workforce unionizes, and then you have to have games made in a whole different way, that's what they're afraid of. And I see it as inevitable, but I don't know. Well, that's, that's yeah, that's the thing, is it's like, you know, sorry, the alarm's going off, games have to be made in a different way. I'm sorry, you, yeah. they, ha- they have to. Like, you can't... I hear if, if you have that giant success, like... When that money comes back at you, you don't get it all anymore. You don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to compensate these people. But the crazy, and that's like oh, sorry. what Amanda said. And that's like one of the big things where Deb's like, why should we get percentage? And actors are like, you should. Yeah. You should. That's also dumb. Get yourself a union. Yeah. You should get unionize and do the same thing we're yeah. doing. We'll see you next and year. And that's why like, none of the, like, yeah, oh, the actors are not against that. They're not like, no, that's my money. It's like, yeah. no, it, the whole thing's ridiculous. Um, and it's it's... It, it it might seem like that'll oh, crush the industry, and it's like it needs to be crushed a little bit. It's yeah. just it's just it just doesn't it, it does not work to out. To put things in perspective, and actually I had to do the math on this, and this I, this was very eye opening for me. Okay, uh, Amanda went to a uh, um, uh, a protest at uh, EA, and at EA, Steve Bloom got up, who currently holds the Guinness Book of World Record for most video games. The man has been over four hundred video games. Okay, Is he also the voice of Spike in Cowboy Bebop. I do not know. Different yes. guy. Uh, is it a different extreme, guy? the most prolific voice actor in oh, wait, video no, no, games no, on the planet. His voice has been in. His voice has been yeah, over yeah. four hundred video Same games. Same guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in his career 
has made $330,000 in his lifetime doing video game voiceover work. The, no one's made more than that. No one. Oh, that so is the Guinness book. That's the upper limit. $330,000 for your career. You are yeah. the most successful video game voice actor. That's it. That's the know. limit. More I than Troy, Troy Baker and Northern North? No. In fewer games. There's no way. I bet, I bet they made On money what? for your How? How? Who would give him money? They don't have to. Yeah. Troy Baker got eight fifty for his session. Bye. See ya. Troy, Troy Baker got eight fifty for Uncharted Four. Full stop. I'm Done. sorry. Does that end after three figures? What do you mean? Eight hundred fifty. Eight fifty is the session. It's a session fee. There you go. Eight hundred fifty bucks. Per day on the job. Per, yeah. Per day Not for, for the session. Shit. Yeah. Got yeah, you. Yeah. Got you. But he when that when those days stopped and they started bringing him in, gone. Troy but Baker like, will never in his lifetime ever make any more money off Uncharted Four ever, no matter what. No matter if they release it again, no matter if the, he's gone, it's done. And the crazy so that's thing? crazy to me that this guy in his career, in twenty years of doing yeah, yeah, voiceover, yeah. that's all he's made. That's like thirty grand a year. It's like twenty twenty five grand a year. The thing that's crazy too is which, if which I understand is enough to live on. I'm not saying if somebody has that salary, you're just like yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. shouldn't be enough money. But no. for the the best, thirty grand for the gold isn't. standard that's a, of yeah. that's of, below of, the poverty line right now of, yeah. of booking gigs. So again, with these when these devs are like, well, wait, we work so much harder on that. It's like right, but you have a salary. You go to work every day. You get paid every day. You know you got a job tomorrow. In most cases, well, until the game comes out, then they fire everyone. Right, that's generally what happens. But again, you, it's 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 a longer cycle than actors have to deal with. But it is a different cycle, and so yeah. you can't you can't just mirror those things one to one. And when you are in this guy's position where you've booked more than anyone, and it's still not enough to live on, <laughs> like what do you do? What does Steve Bloom do? Like he had to make that money up somehow, yeah. in some other way to live. You got to do some anime to live and stuff. continue to be a human being, and yeah. he's well, doing it better than anybody. Yeah, and also like, like something's wrong. Clearly, even what they're asking for is not that crazy because if I understand properly. After 8 million units sold, that's when the secondary payments would stop. And there are different yeah, tiers. I don't right. really understand the math. Like the, I don't know the full numbers. But it, I'm, I believe that like the most you could get, like the top tier, like you're the main character of this game. It sold 8 million copies. You did X number of sessions, so you qualify for the top tier or whatever. You get the full session rate, whatever it is. Uh, I think the most you can get is like 3 grand over after 8 million things. Because like... After two million, you just get another session fee or another quarter of a session fee. It's oh, literally no. like two hundred dollars. Oh, it's not even that much. And they're and they're just they don't want the developers. Oh, so then when I read it. off that nine fifty, that I, so that's as a much session as fee per game based off the number of sessions and person. Okay, I see. That's generally a session fee, I think. I see. Wow. So like if you if you get a an animated show on Nickelodeon that runs for five seasons, you're set. Like you're like somebody meets you and you're like, what do you do? You're like I'm the voice on that. That's what I do. Like yeah. I, I go out and I'm, I'm in a commercial. I'm doing some of things right now, but thank God I have that job that supports me. Video I game actors never say little. thank God I got any. It's just like right. no, I I got to book again tomorrow. I have to. I have yeah. to get another job. Otherwise and you have to eat. be booking commercials and anime and cartoons. And, and I might not be able to book because right. those people made me scream at the top of my lungs for three right. and a half hours, and now I can't audition for anything today. You like know, you risk like, your livelihood. It, it, when it, you're screaming it, like yeah, that. it's. It's just a, it's just the way it is. It's not. It, 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 it. I know it's really easy for people on the outside to just be like, "Wow, prima donnas, man!" Yeah. People asking for a special treatment. It's like, if it's your job, yeah, you got it. And they're not you really want to continue to do it. I know. They're asking for safety <laughs> and three thousand dollars. So, what do you think is going to happen? How long does this last? It could be. Know. It could be a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The writer, the 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 old writer strike went on for at least one full season months of TV that was super gooey. My friends, Transformers. My friends were talking about like they mentally have to prepare for this to be like it could potentially be years. Yeah. Oh god. 
Because video games will probably just hire cheaper actors who aren't and union. The, right. And the cycle... Well, they can't. Um, they can hire non-union actors. They're in the contract. Not for a union can't. game, yeah. Yeah, they can't. You can't. And they want to real bad. Yeah. yeah they they want to bring in like, uh, you know... That's the whole point Susie from accounting, come in and do this fun character. It's like, yeah. Susie, you know... Is she signed? Is she ha- you know, like you can't sag? just throw her in the game. Yeah. The the signatories <laughs> to the original contract cannot do No, this, so this is interesting to me. So okay, so I want to make a game right now. I'm right. Activision. I want to make Destiny 2. So all of my actors they're gone. They're either in the union or not. Yeah. So let me get some non-union actors in my game. Sure. Why not? Go for it. Okay. What's the butt? That's just another. That's just a, a lower tier. Like you're not getting the you're best. Not, you're not going to get a Laura Bailey. You're not getting. I actually think Travis Williams. I don't think they're allowed. Troy Baker and Nolan North. I think you're totally allowed to go non-union if you I want to. I don't think I, you know because then why are you in a union? Then the union yeah. is going to get really pissed at you. They're like, if they could do it. that, they <laughs> would just not, not use. There's union no reason actors for us ever. if you can do whatever game you want. If I'm an actor, I join the union for the protection. I join the union because it helps me get better gigs. And by helps. making deals with companies where they say we'll use this the union and I you see. getting Got those you. lower okay. gigs is hurting our uh, hurting our ability to protect you. Yeah, that's I, why people in the union can't take non-union jobs. It works both ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry to our listeners. I know this has been a long time talking about this, but this is not a thing that we've talked about ever on this podcast. And we're in yeah. LA, so we're just surrounded by these people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I find this very interesting. It's you know, intense. We, yeah. We we don't talk about a lot of this stuff all the time, but never this. This is really interesting to me. And um, I hope we got all the facts right. I mean, I'm trying, you know, I was trying to, as best of my knowledge, and it's well, affecting it's a, a lot of friends of mine. It's it's an act of negotiation. So right, the facts yeah. could have changed in this moment right, when we've been having this conversation. Right. So, yeah. Um, and, oh, just really quick. Sure. Um, and again, we're super biased. So if you're just like, I don't agree with them, that you're completely entitled to your opinion. Yeah. Um, but if you're interested in helping, how easy a fans can help, tweet about favorite voice actors from games, about how acting in a game makes a big difference in its entertainment value, and that actors deserve to be treated with respect and kept safe while doing their part in video games. Add the hashtag performance matters to any tweet about this. That's it. I know I didn't have anything to say during that whole thing we talked but, a lot ben. uh yeah. that was i loved learning about all that stuff like yeah. i think you guys did a great job that was cool of, of presenting the different arguments so also i mean happy to be here <laughs> yeah this is weird i'm having crazy deja vu i feel like we talked about crunch and then two people talked a lot and then someone else just said i'm happy to be here <laughs> didn't this happen before it's a cycle but yeah i mean i do think i do think that this whole thing is really intense and crazy, and they're not at like they're asking for reasonable things. And the reason that they're afraid, I think, is just because they don't want developers to unionize, which I think they should because I think that crunch is harmful and dangerous and ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone ever says startup mentality or like any of that stupid garbage, I just walk out. Like yeah. that's that's ridiculous. Like it's your dream, not mine. It's crazy the things that Amy Hennig was saying. Yeah. Like, early, like I guess that was last month. No, it was earlier this month. You know, just about how awful that life is. Yeah. But it's it's weird. I mean, that awful life gives us the video games we enjoy so much. It's then maybe crazy. our video games have to change. It's yeah. I think video you know, games need to I'd change. Mu- I'd yeah. much rather play games that are the product of an industry that doesn't kill people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Jones. That doesn't make people vomit or and die. To me, <laughs> and it might actually improve games. It might yeah. actually right. make them right. better, less buggy or less... Less yeah. buggy. Because when you're yeah. crunching, you're not... At it's not best. quality. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just insanity. And the thing to me <laughs> is, I'm sure that it's a more complicated issue than this, and I don't fully know the ins and outs, but like... Just stop announcing your games so soon or stop putting a firm date on things until you know when the game is done. Like, you can, if your producers are doing their jobs, like films, right? If you've got a good producer, 
You don't ever have to crunch or rush. You've built in time for pickups. You've built in time for mistakes. You've built in weather days. You've done all this stuff, and if you're a good producer, and I mean, I know film better than I know video game production, so I really don't know exactly how it goes, but to my simple view, if you've got producers that are doing their damn jobs, crunch shouldn't exist. Yeah, I think it's kind of like reshoots. It's like, hey, this thing isn't working out. Let's just reshoot it. I think with video games, it's like, oh, this yeah. thing isn't working out. Let's That's rebuild. Two months. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? I, th- I think that might be the difference. I'm not sure. Then I mean, like, but I mean, what harm would it really do if every game just had, you know, there'd be a six-month doldrum, right? Mm-hmm. But then we'd be on the exact same release table. Just build six months into everything. To bring um, Switch back into it, good on Switch for holding off. Yeah. The announcement? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Until uh, that game's coming out time. in March. Yeah, good yeah. on you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Just wait, Don't just, announce just anything. Just waited for Red Dead to announce when they were doing their thing. And then <laughs> I right truly on. believe that's coincidental. I truly yeah. believe that just overlaps by chance. But that's actually a good point, too, because I was a little surprised that Red Dead announced so far out. Like, oh, I was year. expecting I was expecting them, because it's Rockstar, you know, and they play by their own rules. I was yeah. expecting them to be like holiday this year, you know? And like... I don't really see why people don't just announce things when they know they're pretty much ready. Or, like, when they know when it'll exactly come out without killing themselves. Yeah, I had a love and respect that was like, hey, there's a TV commercial for Red Dead Redemption 2 fall 2017 on right now. And they have pre- yeah. pre-order now. Pre-order now. Oh, that product doesn't exist. Oh, don't do it. it don't pre-order that. You can be excited, be hyped. No, I'm jazzed don't about it. Like, it Red Dead is the yeah. only property that, re- <laughs> that Rockstar makes that I love. But, like... It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you hear that? Oh, oh! It sounds like it's podcast halftime. <clears throat> I apologize for this, by the way. I'm sorry in advance. <clears throat> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October: Michael Kozachenko, Mango. Ikeyless, need a new car key or remote? Ikeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off the dealership's prices. If you type an offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and Call of Duty. You can see their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. YoYoTricks.com, a tutorial website for teaching people how to yo-yo. To buy yo-yos and learn how to get started, visit YoYoTricks.com or their YouTube channel. Go to YoYoTricks.com slash EasyAllies to get 25% off their top recommended yo-yo for anyone who's ready to start learning yo-yo tricks. All these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors! I love this month. I'm so good. Wow. <laughs> They got a deal. Did you hear me last week too? A lot I of people. Feel the rest I scared of a lot of people. Yeah. What did you? How did you do it last? I week? did like. I, it was supposed to be just spooky serial killer voice, yeah. but a lot of people were like, "Okay, Batman. you did Batman." I'm like, yeah, yeah. "No, I was really just gruff, uh, like angry guy." Uh, I feel like we owe you nine hundred fifty dollars for a session. Exactly. Right there, Jones. That. That's good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna have to vomit now. <laughs> I want to introduce a new segment to the show. That was a lot of fun. It's called. Is this something? Uh, basically, it's maybe something I would have made into a final bossman. It's like, hey, is this something? I can't tell if this is something. 
So that's like what the segment is. I, I don't really don't know if this is something or not. Let's help me determine if this is something. Bouncing this off you. So, uh, I've been looking at game releases because this Friday is Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, my, Friday. Games come out on Tuesday. So, for some reason, I'm looking at this calendar. Lots of games are coming out on Friday. Big games. Yeah. Uh, we had Mafia 3, Friday. Battlefield 1, Friday. Again, Titanfall 2, Friday. Civilization 6, Friday. Uh, Titanfall 2, Friday. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Friday. Dishonored 2, Friday. <laughs> Steep, Friday. Next year, Halo Wars 2, Friday. <laughs> Gravity Rush 2, Friday. Isn't that crazy? What's huh. going on here? And so then I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention all this year. So then I went back throughout... The- I had a lot of time to prepare the podcast this week. Last week was Slapdash. This one's not. So I went back through the rest of the like year, uh, and I went through the other Friday releases. You'll find most of them are PC games. Most of them are Nintendo games. Almost all Nintendo games, exclusively Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Dragon's Dogma on PC. It was a Friday release. Uh, Paper, um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. That was a Friday. XCOM 2 was a Friday, uh, but that was PC only at the time. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates, Friday. Stardew Valley is a Friday. Twilight Princess HD, Friday. Hitman, Friday. Mm. Pokemon Tournament, that's a Friday. Hyrule. The initial launch of Hitman? Yep. Hyrule Warriors Legends, that's a Friday. Bravely Second, that's a Friday. Star Fox Zero, that's a Friday. Doom, Friday. <laughs> Doom's probably the biggest other Friday that we had this year. Uh, Kirby, Planet Robobot, Robobot, that's a Friday. Sherlock Holmes, Devil's Daughter, that's a Friday. Tokyo Mirage <laughs> Sessions, that's a Friday. Monster Hunter Generations, Friday. Monster Metroid Prime Federation Force, is Friday. Dragon Quest Seven Friday. Warhammer 40K, Eternal Crusade, Friday. Yokai Watch 2, Friday. Friday nights, Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location. That's a Friday. Friday nights and, and Fridays. Paper Mario Color Splash. That's a Friday. All those Fridays. But How did you do that? Oh, was there was a calendar? That just I did went it to or? Wikipedia and, and like matched. I had a calendar open on this side and then I looked, looked at Wikipedia. I was, like, day I was like, day. Oh, Friday. That's a Friday. That's, I was a, like, Friday. Right this That's a Friday. Frantically. You might have had too That's, much time. I know. Mr. Keeley coming over to your desk like, hey, Kyle, when you're like, they're all Fridays. They're all Fridays. It was you've, got the, you've got the board Whoa, with yeah. all the <laughs> yarn going through. You're like, Charlie and. Uh, it was they're actually. It's like He opens up the thing. Like, inside's got the TV, the VHS. I finished my stream Banjo-Kazooie, and I'm like, okay, trying to get the podcast ready, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm up till 2 a.m. looking up all these Fridays. Uh, <laughs> Wild-eyed, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes. But uh, even that long list of Fridays, I don't think nothing as big there as Call of Duty, as Battlefield, uh, yeah. as uh, uh, Titanfall 2, Dishonored. I mean, Steep is uh, debatably big. I, it's just weird. It's weird that Friday is a big game day now. Hmm. Is that something? Well, why Tuesday? Why did Tuesday become that's, the day? That's my thing. Patrick explained it once, but there was an episode of Pack Attack where he explains about the shipments and yeah. something like that. It just fell upon Tuesday, and then we just committed to Tuesday as that was just a natural time for customers to expect a game, new game to arrive. And it was CDs and or albums and yeah, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Because Friday, so maybe not books, feels good to me. Friday's you know? great like, yeah, day. Yeah, for like, days off work, so you can go. If you're yeah. not, then if if, if Friday is if it's literally like that night, so Friday meaning Thursday night at midnight for some people, you yeah. know, then like. You know, before you go to work, you can catch streams, you know, and see, like, okay, I just want to see the first hour of this game. Oh, I know it was good. Okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll run to the store after work and get it right. and play it over the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's so obvious to me that I'm missing some major details, some I, major packer factors. <laughs> like, I have a theory as I was throwing these things together. I think it's the rise of digital. I think the rise of digital is making uh, retail less relevant each right? passing year. Yeah. And so I think they said, I think they were like us. They're like, hey, Friday rules. Let's Friday makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. So is yeah, so this was something? It's something, Kyle. You did it. 
<laughs> you did it, buddy. You cracked the case. You're right. Okay. They were after you this whole time. <laughs> if you hadn't found that Fire Emblem's Fates was on a Friday, I don't know if you would have convinced me, Kyle. It's like, it's like Nintendo. I have no idea why they're Fridays, why they think it. Here's the real question. Yeah. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Are we waiting? Are we not getting it Tuesday and we're waiting until Friday? Or are we getting it Friday early? Whoa. Oh, like how am I yes. supposed to think of it? Is that Friday before or after Tuesday Is this the now? Friday before or the Friday after that Tuesday? Yeah. Whoa. It's a Friday it after. Because it either sucks it's a Friday or it's after. rad. Yeah, yeah, it's a Friday after. You think so? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's how I envision it. You get the patch it's a matter on of Tuesdays. Opinion. I suppose it would have to be. How do you feel, Ben? Friday before or Friday after? <laughs> well, it, it's weird now because I, a lot of times I've, you, it could be the Tuesday after, you know? Like, I, they, I don't think the game gets done immediately and they, they put it on the on the trucks or they put it on steam or whatever, you know, I think it's all like super, super, super coordinated. So I, I would say, I guess after wow. I just had an image of cute little digital trucks taking it to steam. Yeah. yeah. Like driving yeah. on the, the internet. Oh yeah. Cause like steam. when we go to steam games, when we go to stardew Valley. Of course you want to launch on a Friday. Heck yeah. Let people play it all weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There were so many, I mean, that's not even a complete list. There were so many other games on this list that were just like, yeah, please list more games. I cannot do it. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there isn't really much to discuss there. It's just, it was such a strange thing to me to see call of duty released on a Friday, uh, arguably the biggest launch of the year. Uh, you know, if not battlefield, you know, Friday, it's something, Kyle. You did it. <laughs> I mean, I think there's this general trend of removing as many barriers as possible. You know, like, the day one digital is a thing now. Yeah. When you got on Origin, like, on Monday, the message wasn't, hey, pre-order Battlefield 1. It was, pre-order Battlefield 1 so you can play days early. And then it's just become more and more and more aggressive. And, like, I've even seen some of my friends that don't follow this stuff as closely. They're like, hey, when are you getting this? Because I want to know when I can get it. And it's just... Imagine not having to be like, well, I'm not going to spend the $60 because I've got work in the morning. Like, all of those barriers are now removed. Yeah. To, like, a scary degree. There are only two games currently on my, on my PS4 that have that little disc icon mm. that I need the disc for. Oh, you're saying everything Every else Every other is game that yeah. is on that list, all the way down, all yeah. digital. Does this... Including big games. Me you know, too. like Uncharted 4, Titanfall 2. I'm just about to download the... Is that pre-ordered, baby? Yeah. <laughs> every time, and I just need to install different drives on these things. Every time I get a new game on PS4 or Xbox One, I have to delete something. I had every, to do it no, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because you're Ben. It's going to just purge. Oh, I know, time. but I, I don't think like this is just a, a Ben more problem anymore. Like it's yeah. like I go to my games library and it's like okay, I can't install most of these things. Uh, so let's take the train off the rails for just a second. Uh, neatly off the rails to talk about this for a second because PlayStation Pro uh, is SATA3 compatible? SATA? I don't know how. SATA. Cool. Uh, We can hook up a solid state drive to our PlayStation 4 Pros uh, and store as many games as we could ever imagine for $150 extra, maybe $100 for an internal SSD? Uh, Yeah. Will that be worth it? After the fact, sure. meaning they're not going to do that in the factory. You're going to you do it. You yeah. buy the thing. The you, is the drive you're buying. Yeah, and you, then you, just, you yeah. plug that into your and, thing. Yeah. Okay. Ben's nodding as if that's that convenience is worth it. Yeah. That yeah, that how, sounds how nice. How many terabyte is it? A terabyte built in? Oh, or? oh, built in. Mm, oh, I forget how much it comes with. I think it's a terabyte. It's at least one or two. That's one TB. Yeah, it comes and with it's spinning platter, not so, solid state. Right. I think so. Yeah. I I never have purchased an external hard drive and used it on a system i didn't do it with you or ps4 or anything like that 
The one time I did it, kind of, is uh, on 3DS, I was like, I'm going to get just a giant SD card, I'm going to put that in my 3DS, and it, it made me want to purchase all of these virtual console games, mm -hmm. just so when I could open up my 3DS, it's like, yep, you know, there's Mega Man 2, there's Final Fight, there's whatever it is, and I had so many games, that it just went on forever, and then PJ stole it, and I... Oh, PJ. I PJ, never, I, again. Wow. Oh, I never PJ. did that again. I had oh. to delete games off my 3DS recently, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because the way you can't get for because them, you can't get them back, right? You can get them back. You absolutely oh, okay, can. Okay. You can go back and re-download. But re if PJ no. steals your 3DS. Ben can't. I can still re-download my old games. Because it's by device, yeah. which is ridiculous. by device. Exactly. Well, that was one thing I wanted to say. I hope the Switch has a good interface. Don't worry about it. It will. All right. <laughs> to re-download games on 3DS, you've got yeah. to go into the store, watch the dumb bags dance around. Then you mm -hmm. got to go into the menu. And it's oh my god! It's the dumb oh, bags man. dance around. You're so right. They do. They just like jingle. <laughs> I like, bought I bought Fantasy Life before we went to uh, uh, not Costa Rica before we went to uh, 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 Mike Buddy's wedding. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head where that was. Maria, where is don't the, share where his wedding was, man. Um, We're being recorded right somewhere, now. Somewhere he's gone now. He's not there. You can know. go there if you okay. want. It's wonderful. It's it a beautiful personal. place. It I recommend like a personal it. Personal thing. But I bought Fantasy Life right before we left, and it was downloading as like right as the Uber was like on the way to the house. I'm just like, come on, I was watching the bloop, 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 bloop. Mm -hmm. like, and you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like the coins are going faster. I think <laughs> is it done. Yeah. What's happening? All right, let's get that train back on God the track. Nintendo. That was fun. That was fun. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love, love and respect. respect. This is so weird. Rufus is the same every week. It's the same Rufus. Some weeks he sounds like he's yeah. dead. He sounded great tonight. He sounded, he he sounded good. Great job. Wow, he rehearsed. Rufus. Great he, job. he had the same amount of preparation that you had for this podcast. Yeah, I do. I feel connected to Rufus in a strange way. Uh, it's time for Love and Respect. This is, of course, where we pull uh, questions, topics, and games uh, from our community on patreon.com slash easy allies. Mm. Ooh, let's... You know what? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is a fun one. So, to people good. who don't know, these come for people who pay us $5... A month or more. Mm -hmm. And so very rarely are they critical of us. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> this one, I think, is a direct response to a recent review. And I can't wait to, like, try this out. I'm uh -oh. ready for it. Jones is ready for it. He knows what's coming. Uh, yeah, I feel like this has to be about me. <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, okay. no, no. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, here we go. This is from Andrew Bailey. I had a question about the editorial we used in Easy Allies reviews. And, of course, we've had this conversation many times. I've but I, always, this goes I've in interesting always way. thought about this, too. Um, you guys never say, I think. It's always, we think. Even though each review is only written by one person. I know a lot of critics of all kinds of media write this way, but not all of them. When you read Roger Ebert, he's not telling you what the Chicago Sun-Times thinks. He's telling you what an, he, as an individual, thinks. I know the idea is to try and make the reviews as objective as possible, but there's always some subjectivity involved. What made me start thinking about this was Brandon's recent review of Gears of War 4. <laughs> he said he hasn't played all of the previous games in the franchise, which probably means his opinion of it is different from the opinion of a hardcore fan of the series. So the question is, how objective can or should a review be? Love and respect. Oh, just in general. Now, why do we do that? Yeah, but... yeah. It gets very open-ended at the end, but I like okay. the whole conversation in there. Uh, as the person who does the voiceover for all of the reviews that we do, uh, there's a very uh, an easy answer is that I I can't say I because yeah, it's, it's weird, right? You know, yeah. if if all of us decided to do our voiceover for all of our reviews, that would change that really quick. Then you could do that. Um, but well, you could have said I in Gears of War. 
but then I wouldn't say it in the other things. And and it just yeah, just to, to streamline. Sure. Uh, uh, ben yeah. thinks. <laughs> right. Um, and and the other thing that uh, Shane would say much more prominently when we were at GT that I think is, is a case-by-case basis is in that, and sometimes it, it, it is a collaborative process. Like, I think a lot of people waited on Overwatch, you know, like, so that was, I, I think you you could apply we to that situation where isn't you might have another reviews where maybe you don't, but again, it's the uniformity. It's like, if there are circumstances where we all do have to agree, um, and we are we are giving out that one score that's it like that is the official easy ally score so like yeah. it, it does represent all of us so was there a point in the review where you say we haven't played all of the gears of war games before no oh okay. i said that all on right. patreon i said that on patreon got it got it got okay. it okay yeah, I was put the eyes on the yeah. patreon post yeah yeah that's fine that's no, yeah. fine. But when you said that though i was like oh dear god did i say that <laughs> oh, yeah, no, <laughs> we haven't played all of the games you went into like a fugue state in the yeah. middle of the review yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh I have very strong feelings about this. Okay, yeah, please, Ben, unleash. Uh, uh, anybody that says, you know, this review needs to be more objective or reviews should be objective, I I do not agree with that opinion. If you're not going to hear how somebody felt when they played a game, like if you just want to know what the game is about, then why are you watching a review? This is how this person responded to this thing, you know? And I think that's a very powerful... Uh, Thing. And that's 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 why I I'm so upset that we can't use I. You know I am a big fan of Roger Ebert, and I I I think a reason he's such a good critic is how he inserts himself into his reviews. And so it frustrates me. There are times when I think I could write more strongly if I could put myself in there a little bit more. But our thing, and I think it's very important to have a thing, is is having the wonderful voice of Brandon Jones. That has value. You guys think it has value. We think it has value. So that's something that has to stay. And so this is a compromise that we have to make. Thanks for making that compromise, man. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I hope that didn't come across I'm the wrong more, way. I'm, dude, I'm more than happy for you guys. Start doing VO. That would be no, so no, no. great. No, no, no. I don't want to do VO. I, okay. No, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. No, no, no. I don't want to do VO. I'm flattered. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, But I think, but it's it's kind of like what Ben said, where it's like, you know, I, I do the voiceover. I'm very comfortable in that position. I, I really like doing it. I really love getting opinions from people like Titanfall. I, I, I had single player footage, multiplayer footage. So like the first thing I did is I'm just going to cut all the single player stuff. So I'm like, listen yeah. to the review and be like, okay, that chunk is all single player. Do, 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 cut that part. Go to the end. Oh, I mentioned single player here. Okay. Now I never have to touch single player footage ever again. Now I'm just going to sit back for an hour and a half and watch Ben play Titanfall. Mm-hmm. And I just kick back and like, it's great. I love that. I love like, now I get to experience through them. Oh yeah. I, that, the grappling hook is cool. You mentioned this one part. That's really neat. Um, do you press M to take notes? Uh, no, just space bar to probably. Got it. Um, but uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I, I yeah, I do want him to have his own voice. And like, maybe, you know, like Ben was just telling me before the podcast, he's like, yeah, we, you and I had differing opinions on Gears of War 4. And yeah. like, it's just, it, you never will really get that one clean laser bolt unless you have something like a Jimquisition or a Angry Joe. Like, this is just this one person, you know, laying down the law on this one game. Yeah. So I kind of like the fact that the the review process is flawed. <laughs> on multiple fronts that like none of us are ever really totally happy with what we get you know sure. like we're, like we all kind of have to compromise a little bit to to produce this you know this how, how we choose to represent our opinions I, yeah i will say something though that i think is just from a writing perspective extremely valuable about this is i think if all of a sudden we just did start using i and we did start doing our own vo uh, i do think the reviews would be more self-indulgent in a very bad way too i mm-hmm. think you could also go that direction we've seen those yeah. yeah and i there's nothing 
there's nothing I hate more than a whiny review. A review where because you have this platform, you feel like you can just drone on and on and on and on. And I, I, I like because there are there are times where I, I write a paragraph and I'll read it back and I'm like, no, this is like this this doesn't make sense for our format because it's too self indulgent. And I, I like having that layer of abstraction that makes me take a step back. Um, and and be more to the point and be more valuable. I think with with what the criticism and the information about the game. So it's cool. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. No, I dig in. Anytime we can like talk about the review process, I'm way in. Yeah. And that person clearly came from a perspective of uh, of uh, not happy about three and a half stars. <laughs> we Surprised. I don't think we. Okay. If it was four and a half, we would not have gotten that comment. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> But uh, I like that, and that was and that was a very interesting process for me. Yeah. This is like not on topic, but like sure. I I really like to stay away from open critic, Metacritic, you know, yeah. game reviews, or whatever. I really like to stay away from that stuff. But it was I, I was scoring this so late after a lot mm. of people had gotten their their throwing their hats in the ring for what they how well they thought Gears of War Four was, and I was yeah. like, I think this is three and a half stars. And I went to that site, and was like, whoa, I'm at the bottom. Like I there are not many of those scores out, and like really just sat and reflected, looked myself in the mirror, and was like. I think it's three and a half stars. I th- I'm going to stick to that. Nice, Jones. You know, but I was like, w- that's because I'm usually like way ahead of you know. People are like, I like this game. People are like, yeah, what, Jones? Get out of here! Come on, you're nice. Disney Infinity ass out of here. I, <laughs> I think I would give most games two stars. That's <laughs> I would, that's that why, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I that's would why we're most gradually things. transitioning you into yeah. review. I actually think that's why you guys should review things. Like, that's <laughs> a weird perspective. That's no, no. the weirdest thing. Is like a lot of comments. We're the we're so harsh. I actively think most games are not good enough. No, that's a pat ourselves on the back but i do think we're better at scoring things at easy a than we are at gt and, and people are going to disagree and i know a lot of people don't like the star system that was something we've I taken it way more seriously yeah like, we, we definitely all got to uh, there was there was a time at gt where like i would look at the front page and like every game was an eight and it's like yeah. no it's not like, come on <laughs> well was, i was part of that that was something that was interesting when we got onto open critic i looked at our little page and they said they I, what i think is interesting is they say I, I can't remember the wording, but it was like more critical than average. Oh. Yeah. Like our our outlet is more hard, critical harder on than games. average. Yeah, <laughs> we're harder on things than than most other people, good. which I think is probably good. I mean that I don't I don't review. I've I reviewed. I think the Talus Principle is the only game I reviewed mm-hmm. for GT. What? Nothing. What? I shouldn't. No. 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 Oh I, boy. It's just, no, it's a behind the scenes story that I actually shouldn't say. It's oh, not dang. mean or anything. That's, a, that's twice Whisper Ben's done that. Me. Whisper it. To me. I'll tell you later. Can oh, you tell? God. Can you tell the audience why you can't tell us that story? That's that's the important thing. Is the audience has to know why that can't be told. Is it how because I it scored be- it higher, knowing that blood would take it down? <sighs> oh, okay. So we got that inside the story, and <laughs> yeah. we should move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I think it would paint the situation in a light that that would be hard to explain. <laughs> That's just me being manipulative. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I just, knew it was very funny. Yes. I knew what score I wanted to give it. I don't even yeah. think it's that bad. I okay. don't know. I knew what score I wanted to give it. I knew that whatever I knew what like blood would say. You do That's, this as an editor. That's how bargaining works. Yeah, yeah. 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 You go high, you mean it's, yeah. it's how I it's yeah. how you manipulate people. Yeah. 15 but 30. You do this 20, with editing too. It's like you put in a glaring error so that you're over over weird like nitty gritty micromanaging producers in New York or whatever will be like, Ooh, we don't like this or whatever. And you're like, yeah, obviously, but they don't nitpick and feel like they have to create issues that aren't there. Other, you know, like you put in a blue cow cause you know, right. cause it's obviously wrong. But, uh, the other thing I would say is, uh, objectivity is not, it doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. like almost impossible. Like you cannot be objective. You're a human being. Like, 
back in the like cinema verite movement where it's like oh we're gonna just let you know we're not gonna influence this with our own opinions yeah. you're pointing a camera <laughs> yeah like you're in the you've room you've made the <laughs> yeah. choice like yeah. you yeah. you've you're looking with your eyes at something you've made the objective choice to look or the subjective choice everything is subjective you cannot be objective uh, it sucks. Even like if you're making a list, the thing you put first in the list yeah. is already uh, there's subjective. like not you know w- time is linear. You cannot be truly objective. Yeah. Um. Cool question though. Uh, we have time for one more, and let's so let's do a game. Yeah. Hello, allies. I have a game for the panel and Kyle. I'm a huge fan of football, and like Kyle, I especially love fantasy football. It's gonna get better. Don't worry. I was like, I'm checking out, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Everything from the draft to the day-to-day struggles of being a team's general manager is just pure fun, addicting, addicting competition. However, one of my favorite parts of the season is combing through the constant stream of articles from analysts discussing the best options from week to week, and then their own personal sleepers and busts. While reading one this week, I had an idea for a game, and here it is. Don't worry, it's not fantasy football related. Uh, <laughs> but this I completely relate to. I love to look at, listen to podcasts. I totally love. That's why I picked this. I'm 100 on board with you. Uh, game. You must make your own personal picks of a game due to release in 2017 that you believe is a sleeper, a game that is not typed but will perform well beyond everyone's expectations, a bust, a game that you believe is being overhyped and will inevitably get injured, delayed, or simply fail to live up to its name, and a lock, a game that you are certain will be MVP, game of the year, consideration at the end of the year. Uh, Love and respect, D. Brinson, 98. So here we go. Let's do, um, gosh, I love sleepers, busts, and locks. All right, let's do it in the order. All right, sleepers. Joan, who's your sleeper this year? I feel gross about all of these things. Oh, you just seem to... really obvious to me. It's like, no, it's like, it's like I, have the, I have the bust part, but I don't think it's being hyped. Okay, so Jones, <laughs> you know, here's so. the thing then. To get more into this game, pretend that we are on a podcast where we do fantasy football. Okay. Pretend you, all your opinions you believe in so hard. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's all random nonsense, and you just believe in yourself and your opinions, and you want to shout it out. Jones, who's your sleeper? Uh, Neo, but I don't think it's a sleeper. I don't, I don't think I don't think Neo's not being. What hyped. are you doing, Jones? You already build on the <laughs> okay, game immediately. He wants you to yell it because it's a football. Neo's my sleeper. Neo's a great pick. Neo's yeah. actually a great pick for a sleeper. Boys like to yell about sports. Yeah, I podcast. think. Yeah, I think. I think Neo is going to bring in uh, a lot of people that uh, a lot of people that haven't tried Dark Souls, haven't tried Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, but uh, are into the style, and I, th- I think the word of mouth is going to spread a lot, like immediately following the launch. Newsflash: It's way harder. Yeah, <laughs> way harder than Dark Souls. I think so. Wow. Okay. Cool. Great pick, then, John. So? All right, Ben. Who's your sleeper? Nier Automata is the the bayonetta of this generation, for sure. Like it's it's, and I don't mean that in terms of exact gameplay or tone or anything, mm-hmm. but that is a game that I think is going to review so well that it's going to be impossible to ignore. I think it's going to be on on so many lists. It's going to get so much attention. It's going to be so beloved by that initial batch of people that that's going to extend and grow. Like that. Like there there are there's a cult following for Nier. I am a part of that cult following. Mm-hmm. Nier Automata is going to make Nier a thing. Cool. Yeah. Great. That's a good sleeper. That's the right answer. Ian, who's your sleeper? Uh, I put I I said Sea of Thieves. Nice sleeper. Because it seems like we're all super hyped on it, but then talking to other people, they're like, that game looked really. Yeah, I was like, wait, really? You're not hyped on this? I love the E3 presentation, and people are making fun of it. They're like, cringe. It's like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Stop saying that. What cringe? Never cringe. Never cringe. 
Oh, that's so cringe. Like, what does it even mean? Mm, I'm cringing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stop cringing. It's your, you're cringing. Just stop it. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's your subjective thing. Uh, that's a really good pick, though. I think, I think it's really going to cool. be a blast. <laughs> it uh, looks like a lot of fun. I think you're right. My yeah. sleeper, Crackdown 3. Oh. <laughs> I think Crackdown 3 could actually be super good. Could be. It's just got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I mean, I, I really Step think... Step one, exist. Yeah, it, there could be a really cool game right in there where you're just destroying a city, leveling it. It could be very, very interesting. It's just got to happen. Jones, let's hear your bust. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a little cheap. I'm going to say it's not too spicy. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that, out of all the ones you give on the list, I think that one is just almost a guaranteed bust. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you, Jones. I mean, Ghost Recon... Oh. Advanced Warfighter. Is that the last most recent one? Was there one between after that? Because Ghost Recon used to be sick. Ghost yeah. Recon Advanced Warfighter Xbox... had a sequel. There was an Advanced Warfighter 2. Oh, okay. When the Warfighter. first Ghost Recon game on the Xbox 360. Was is... Advanced Warfighter, yeah. Wow. That game was very impressive at its yeah. time. Yeah. 9.9, right? 9.8. 9.8. <laughs> 9. okay. The highest achievable score. In yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it's really, that's a good pick, Jones. It's really hard to see that blowing up. And I played it. I played it. I had a, played a very fun demo in yeah. E3, but, uh, just, uh, em- feels empty. Doesn't, sure. It does not feel, uh, and maybe it's just, maybe I haven't played enough Ghost Recon games, but it just feels so rigid. Feels, feels like that franchise really needs to loosen up a little bit. Ben, give me a bust. People are going to hate me for this, but, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that is so spicy. <laughs> ben. Oh, I hate you for this. Yep. <laughs> Why? Yep. Why is that a bust? Because uh, somebody told me something after seeing it that made it all fall, fall apart to me. And they said that those giant <laughs> wondrous beasts that you see walking around are just, they're just radio towers. Why would anyone tell you that? Why would anyone tell why, me that? Why would, why would someone do that? Oh my because God. Because if that's what that game is, yeah. where it... It ruins its own splendor with just collecting things, and it turns it into that shitty open-world numbers game that so many games fall into. That's what Mafia Three falls into. Yeah. Uh, then it's then it's not going to be what I personally want it to be. And man, was I super excited uh, from those initial trailers. That's a great pick. I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. by the way. Jones, did you say Ghost Recon needs to loosen up? By the way, I'm yeah. sorry. What do you mean, lo- dude? It's that game is so loose. How loose though? Like, what do you mean loose? Like they lost like the military aspect. They're just like, hey, come on. Oh yeah, theme wise, sure it's loose, but like the a- the actual get like, I am a human being in three D space, moving around and aiming my gotcha, gun. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, okay, you, you know? mean mechanically? Whereas uh, like, yeah, you move Drake and he just like just rolls with the environment. You know, it just feels so good. Butter, yeah, baby. it feels Inside. so good moving him around, smooth. and it feels like feels like I'm moving a mannequin that's on a pole. You know? Sure. Because it kind of, I mean, and and I understand why. It has to be like why just that kind of like coming from the SOCOM generation where it's just like the you know early online multiplayer shooters, military based specifically, where it's like I can understand being very rigid and uh, focused on. Ian Ben so far has the spiciest pick. Can you beat his bust? Well, I don't know about that because my bust was also Horizon Zero Dawn. Whoa! Oh my god! Now you now you're making me nervous. Can't I can't wait for the Ben and Ian should never show up on the show again. Well, I mean, wow. dude, the, the, again, the second anybody sees me on this show, there are yep. four dudes are like, this piece of queer shit, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I hate this fucker, I'm leaving. Um, we should whatever. do a podcast where we start with different people, and then like 10 minutes in, you come in like, they reach for the stop button and can't get to it. You get a couple words in before they get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry same about lampooning those dirtbags. You're bags. just worried about it just being too bloated uh, and like collect I, the things on the map? It, yeah, 
It lost me uh, a little before the radio tower. The second they showed the menu, I was like, oh, God, it's about collecting garbage and crafting, and the sure. menus look exactly like Last of Us, or, or uh, it's like the black and white, scratchy, like, cool vibes. Like I'm like, that mm-hmm. doesn't fit this aesthetic at all. But also just crafting in that style just feels so tired to me, and it just slows things down needlessly. It's padding. It feels like padding content. Sure. And searching for radio towers, Jones, I'm sorry, but it's just boring. <laughs> And like, oh god! I went, I went from like, I really want to explore this beautiful, artful, like, immersive world mm-hmm. to, oh god, it's just another open world game where it's not immersive at all. You just wander around collecting little garbage, and then you put the garbage together, and then you get garbage that explodes, and it's green this time. And then, oh, you go over that tower, and then now you know where to find more garbage. Yeah, I gotta say, I still have a ton of faith in it as an RPG, but I hear where you're coming from, both of you. It, uh, that c- easy, easily could be a bust. My bust, Mass Effect Andromeda. That was my second pick. Was it your second pick? It was my second pick. I just, wow. I don't know, we saw a short little preview at when it was the deba- debut of the PlayStation 4 Pro, mm, Yeah, and I didn't feel magic. It's like, hey, this looks pretty good. But I don't know. I didn't see ambition. I didn't see I didn't, uh, weird debut. Maybe it kind of feels like they're making another Mass Effect game because they have to make another Mass Effect game. Yeah, and I just I think some of the ideas behind it could be so interesting. I just mm, I want to believe in that game. It just easily it could be a bust. To me, that just felt like a tech demo where they were like, "Let's show off the hardware." Yeah, because like the voice acting and the characters in the Uncanny Valley, it didn't feel very there yeah yeah it didn't feel like i wouldn't be surprised if that like wasn't part of the game it's the the ea early advertising method fortunately we'll see more of that game i think on november 7th uh so hopefully we'll uh, it's n7 day and so that's like their fan day yeah i didn't know about that ben what's wrong i hope no i i love mass effect i hope it's good yeah i i want mass effect to come back with a boom. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What want. Uh, no hating on Mass Effect. You know, we're just we're just analysts giving our spicy picks here. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Jones, who's your lock? My lock is Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yes. yes, is it really? That's your lock. That's my most anticipated game of next year. I can't yeah. wait. You poor bastard. So that's a lock to you. There's no way that'll go bad. There's wait. no way that's not talk brought up at MVP at the end of the year. Your most anticipated game of next year is Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm uh, just pre-correcting. Okay. Okay, right. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your own opinion was my previous. Yeah, I, I've been I've been really used to saying that was my most anticipated yeah, yeah. game. I would mm-hmm. have to correct myself. Sure. Yeah. Not the NX, the Switch. Mm-hmm. Not Horizon. Red Dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the whole that's just my alley. And like, and one of the things I, I, I if it's a game like Mafia Three, where it's just like go into this part of New Orleans and you know go into that guy's house and you got to think great versus like go into this lava area, which is crazy. What in the what? What is that thing? So like, I'm not just like collecting this because like I, you know I have to, I, I got to go into that drug lab and shake stuff up. But like, I don't even I can't even know what I'm looking at. Like and 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 so I'm 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 hopeful that there's just crazy parts of that game that they're holding a crazy we haven't really seen a lot of boss fights and like the one giant boss fight we've seen wasn't even a boss fight it's just like Mm -hmm. you just kind of bumped into this thing and so I think I think that's a very difficult game to demo in a way that that doesn't seem super conventional I think there I I don't think it's being developed in a uh, um, 
a conventional way, I think they're showing off in a conventional way. Okay. I think it just because yeah. I, I, okay. I think that because it's like when I see uh, when I see a demo on a stage and I'm like, oh my god, and then I like see somebody playing it just over the shoulder at E3 and it's like the same thing. And I'm like, okay, they're just scared to, right. to, to really just let you go run loose and they really want to show you like isolated you know parts of that game. Yeah, the E3 demo is pretty interesting in its openness, but it was a very contained environment. But it was just go nuts in this contained environment, which I thought right. was kind of cool. Ben, who's your lock? The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nice lock. Will <laughs> come on. Will absolutely like that game for for so many Zeldas now they said we're going to mix up the formula and we're going to do something new. This does it to the extent that you want it to. Like playing that game at E3. I I it is not just another Zelda game. It is it is a total transformation of that series in like such an elegant, exciting way. Like the the reasons I was criticizing Zero Dawn, I did not get with Breath of the Wild. Like I was every second I was exploring that world, something was happening that had me in awe. And yeah. that's how I want all video games to make me feel all the time. Breath of the Wild is going to do that. It's gonna be a game of the year contender. Ian, who's your lock? Uh I wrote two. Oh, let's hear them both. I tied, they tied in my mind at Neo and For Honor. Okay. Good picks. So let's go with For Honor because we already talked yeah, about we already, Neo. That's why I was like, let's just yeah. do For Honor. So For Honor's a lock. For I think it's going to be, I think it'll be, we'll talk about a game of the year. I don't think it'll probably win. Mm-hmm. It depends on the story. Wow, it kind of does in a weird way. Yeah, but right? I think. I mean, it shouldn't, right? I mean, it should. I mean, the whole game has to be, Yeah. right? Like, but yeah, oh, that game is cool. It it does what it does. It knows exactly what it's trying to do. It listen. Th- they've already shown that they are listening to community feedback, which I think for a game of this style is hugely important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think they're. I so far they're doing everything right. In my opinion, it seems it seems like there's a lot of promise to For Honor. <laughs> What's wrong, Ben? No, nothing's wrong. It's just I remember when they announced For Honor. I got to interview Vandenberg. Yeah. And and. That man is making this game because he had this vision for it, and he spent years of his life trying to make it come true. And you can, like, when you play that game, you can see it, and it's just, it's expiring and it's awesome. And I like, I want that game to be. You can the feel best. Vandenberg's hand on your shoulder. You can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that that authorship, and I, sometimes yeah. I, I don't I don't get that very often. Authorship is a great word there, Ben, because yeah. you don't feel that all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. a game can feel very uh, just. Um, like it was made by a team of six hundred people. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Also, That's apparently, exactly. apparently, he's just the nicest man. <laughs> he, he tolerates Huber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is the benchmark. Yeah. yeah, that's the. <laughs> uh, my lock. I don't know. I don't think this game has been announced for 2017, but I'm putting it down anyway. God of War. Yeah. I think it's a lock. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think it's one of the greats. Yes. That trailer or that. Demo was really heavy, cool. heavy. It could heavy, easily heavy miss game. the year, but I totally think it's a lock. I think it's just going to be a great game. I'm very, very excited about the team behind it and what we were shown, and I'm pumped. Very pumped for that game. Kyle, I love you. That the, was. This was a fun game. Yeah, it's a fun game. Pretending to be fantasy football analysts. It's tough with your sleepers and locks. I forgot about the voice and busts. No, it's it's much honestly better to not yeah. do a bit, but to yeah, talk yeah, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I the the God of War demo actually made me remember. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, did you see the Logan trailer? No, no, no. Yeah. Media Blackout. So good. So good. First X-Men movie I've been excited for in a decade, maybe. Oh, the yeah, trailer yeah, yeah. is phenomenal. No, yeah. say no more. I'm in. Okay, Listen, yeah. day one. Can I can I break the rules a little bit? I'm not going to give some long explanation, but I, I just one more sleeper. Can I just throw oh, out please. a title? Oh, yeah. People like that. Resident Evil 7. Woo. 
That's a great sleeper, Ben. That's such a good sleeper. Because you would think it'd be hyped, but yeah, I'd say in general, the thermometer is low on it. I feel it in my bones. They yeah. got something up their sleeve, don't they? they, they, got, do. they there's going to be some yeah. kind of new twist or something we didn't know. I was a little worried, and then I saw the the second I saw that, whatever, second or third trailer, whatever it was, where it showed the like wooden platform bridge thing, I was like, oh yeah, uh-huh, it's Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're cool, it's good, mm-hmm. we're there. I think, because the thing is, when it first comes out, everyone's like, this isn't Resident Evil, and it's like... I, you know, I might be speaking too soon because I'm not on the team. Like, I, I, I'm in the same mysterious room that you are, just waiting for more stuff. But like, doesn't it seem like they want you to think that yeah, way? Yeah, like, yeah. But they, they want, they want to juke. So then, when they come back and it yeah. hits, and yeah. Barry shows up, or there's some remnant yeah. or some item you pick up, you know, and it yeah. all comes crashing down. Like, I mean, just look at the way that they have done it so far. Right. Kitchen yeah. was out like what I don't know yeah. two years ago, and no one knew. And then all of a sudden, this demo drops, and we're all like, "What?" And it's totally yeah. not what we expect. It's totally different from Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. They're doing all of this on purpose we already know they're capable of it yeah all right so let's do i was about to move on but i would like to do three so we're gonna let's see if we can speed run this so let's see if we can answer this in two minutes this is an epic podcast it yeah is. it really is okay hey, i gotta read producer credits tonight and export all of huber's yeah syndrome oh, halloween things uh context <laughs> always a good way to start a thing if you're looking for me to pay attention to it uh one <laughs> two weeks ago i joined the easy a cause and well not a cause uh, and I'm loving every. We're sort of a, yep. we're the we're like a charity case. The love and respect sure. cause. <laughs> we're all right. Uh, I'm currently binging all your shows that you've created so far. Two. I work as a project manager. Therefore, it is my job to lead a team and to achieve a specific goal. To guide and observe a team uh, to grow is one of my passions. You're hired. Uh, <laughs> during the shows, I notice the interactions between you guys would and would say that you are that you have a very healthy group. That can go a long way. Question. In which of the following team development stages do you currently see your team? <laughs> I love this. Yeah, this is so cool to me. This is great. I love this question. All right. One, forming. The members get to know each other. Everyone is polite. Not all the roles are clearly defined yet. <laughs> Two, storming. Everyone wants to get something done, but you notice that members have different goals in mind. Roles and task assignments are unclear. Time of conflict. Three. We've hit all of these. <laughs> yeah. so, like, all a little bit of bit, everything? Norming. <laughs> Conflicts are resolved. Roles are defined. Rules get established. Members accept each other's strengths and weaknesses. And finally, Ian, you guessed it. Number four, performing. The team is well-oiled machine and gets stuff done. I'm very curious where you see yourself. Love and respect, Robin. Uh, can we get a functional? Like, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in between two and three. <clears throat> Two and three is good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have said three and four. Oh, okay. I mean, it definitely I, is. I definitely get that vibe. Um, because when people want to make something happen, it just happens. You know, yeah. like when somebody's like, hey, do you have time to meet me on Tuesday for that? Sure, Great. It's, sure. We're doing it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Episodes still go up with stuff. And I'm like, you what, did what this week? Oh, crazy. Yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like my house? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, I, I don't think EZA in its current model could move on to a, a three or a four. I think, I think changes would need to happen fundamentally to, to how we operate. I think I think interpersonally, we're norming. Is that what it was? Yeah, I sure. Think, I think interpersonally we're at three, just because we've had the storming phases, we've sure. had the the forming phases where we're all very polite, and then oh my god, have we stormed? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, we still storm from time to time. We still storm from time, but now it's it's a different kind of storm where it's less about 
it's not a personal emotional thing. It's just an opinions thing. And like, we're all still solid at the end of the day. Yeah. Whereas I think at GT, like times people would get mad at each other and like things would get rocky, you know, mm-hmm. now I see that happening less and less. So I think interpersonally we're norming, but yeah, as far as a company goes, <laughs> that's what we're that's forming what... or storming. Like we need, we like calling us a company is even kind of, that's funny where it's at. Yeah. Because there's no one in easy eyes who I would not consider a friend. Right. You know? And so it, it Wait, is really, this, yeah, really we're we, friends. You and I are friends. <laughs> I never, I don't know. I, I, I was unconvinced that you have, we been through this counted anybody as a friend. <laughs> we're storming on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. We're you storming, guys are storming right now. Shut up, Ian. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just happy to hear that. Um, but yeah, happy. we definitely, we do have a different work environment than I think a project manager is used to having to tackle. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if Robin came in here and tried to assess us, it would probably just like, well, this doesn't work. You know, I, we do just have a really unique thing going on here, you know, which is hard to classify. Our biggest strength and our greatest weakness is we are just a bunch of guys that like video games. That yeah. is the beginning yeah. of it and yeah. the end of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are nine free agents. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in a ship together, and we're either—it's either a ship without a rudder or it's a ship with nine rudders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know which. I was but, thinking, yeah, just from last week when people were just so mad about our audio and video. Like, we just don't have that one person who only cares about video and audio. Right. Right. Yeah, who's just like, uh, this would sound better if you just uh, crispened this up and I, right, have, right. I have all the know-how and everything. We don't have that person uh, because we're all just doing everything, which is crazy, which yeah. is better. And, it, yeah, we don't the, – the one weakness that we have – I take issue a little bit with that because I have the know-how. But Look at like, this thing. Look at what well, we're talking about. We don't have the gear. Yeah. But like uh, the, we're the talking one thing we don't have is old camera. Which was gifted to us. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, we need someone who's like a PR business person. Oh, yeah. Or or one of us needs to learn how to do that. But that's not going to happen because we're all too busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're too busy. Yeah. But like, yeah, we need that. Or what a slimy Jemimi. We then we'll be norming. Jemimi. We need a slimy Jemimi. Then we'll be norming. We yeah. need someone who, yeah, whose job is to interface. That's like in the job interview and be like, we're looking at norming next year. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to norm. <laughs> Can you help us norm? Could you help us norm? Because we're not norm. <laughs> we're we're weird. And maybe in 2018 yeah. we perform. Ah. That's when it happens. Ooh, 2018. Yep. The performing phase. Look yep. forward to it. Yep. All right, that's been Love and Respect. Thank you for doing that one. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting question. I, I like when everybody interjects their own expertise into a question. I like that. I'm happy that we're your friends. Yeah. yeah. It's good to check in with you guys and figure out what the hell it is we're doing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, <laughs> we, yeah, we what need to we? grow the brand, and we don't know how to do that. Grow right. the brand. Get to grow the brand. Get those t-shirts out there. Get the t-shirts. Spread the word. Advertising. That's what Sophie's doing. She's just spreading the word back Put there. Put a weird red star on She's a She's just running into the green. alleyway and spreading the word right in a small dog's face. Yeah. Ooh, the star is good. That would be our icon, we wouldn't it? would do a star on yeah. a booth at E3, and I think if Kind of Funny can do it, we should. Yep. Who knows? I don't, I don't know how you do that. You really just do it. You print them out. Slimy Majimi. Yeah. What is it? Slimy no, no, Jemimi? No. Slimy Jemimi. Uh, <laughs> credit at least once. Uh, you yeah. don't have to. Um, so like a female Slick Rick or what is that? Yeah. Okay. Slimy Jemimi is the Slick Rick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> fans will know to look at our archives from E3 2015 <laughs> to find that specific moment. Um, uh, uh, no, you can really, if you're just any publication, you can just slap anything you want on some booth. That's really? not like, yeah, you don't have to apply for well, that. Well, let's do that. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, you spend money on it. What's wrong with it? What spending it money on printing those things. Yeah. What does it mean to be a nominee of a uh, best of EZA nominee of it's E3? It's fun. 
It's all just fun. Uh, I always, we I always find it weird, for. too, when you show up like day one. Like, nominee. Oh, it's like, yeah. That's it's weird. day one. I'm, yeah. That's weird. I'm still in line to play. We've given them out day three. Yeah. We give them out after we actually play them. But we know we have those extended arguments. I love our extended arguments. The yeah. things that end those with matter. those. Yeah, they can be personal stars. then. All right. Ian's. Yeah, it's just your Jones, face. We know there are, there are only nine. Mm-hmm. And we, <laughs> we each we get just put one. our face on it. We each pick it. That's not bad. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Ian's pick. See, this is what's interesting when we get to Norman. This is Ian's pick. Is is the yeah, different Jones's goals? Jones's pick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want that at all. My goal is never to have Easy A have stars on booths, but I think that is a goal for many of us. So I think we're still Bossman's pick. I don't want that. Oh, I don't want that. Oh boy, do I, I don't want, want that. I don't want it. Oh, I think it'd be funny. Yeah. You don't see Huber's face in the Four Honor booth? I don't think there should be faces. I think that's dumb. <laughs> kind of funny. He's got faces, faces on. We can't take faces away from kind of. It should be a little star that says yeah. Huber's pick. Right. And then it'll be like, what the hell is that? Yeah, who's Huber? This is like a four-hour podcast. It's deep. <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to pee um, so bad. Really just remember Huber hype. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do some bets. Yep. Next week's bet: Titanfall Two comes out as we said on a Friday. <laughs> um, in response <laughs> to the beta, uh, uh, response said that pilots will once again acquire a small passive amount of Titan meter every few seconds. Oh, they changed the way it works. They made it so there wouldn't be uh, automatic, or you wouldn't. Titanfall used to work in Titanfall 1. Everybody gets a Titan. If you just play it long enough, Titan's going to drop. In the beta, you had to get points. You had to accrue points to actually earn your Titan, fill up your Titan By meter. shooting guys? or mm-hmm. And doing things. You know, uh, getting uh, the flag, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, fans were unhappy about this, and so they added this thing. And so, we're going to start a match. An online match of, what's the mode called? Amped Hardpoint. We're going to start an Amped Hardpoint match. Set the controller down. Just let it be. Uh, if we have to press X to respawn, we'll do that. But we're not going to play the game. We're going to see how long it takes for us to fill our Titan meter. Jones, how long is that going to take? Five minutes. Okay. Five zero zero. Ben, you've played a little Titanfall too. Yeah. yeah, this is a lose-lose for me. If I get it wrong, they're going to be like, well, you reviewed it, shouldn't you know? And if I get it right, it's like, you reviewed yeah. it, you have enough for advantage. So five minutes is also mine. But to Ben's credit, he never set the controller down and didn't do anything no. to earn Titan meter. No, no, no. Like, we have no way to guess how long this will take. That is true. Uh, Ian, it's your bet. <laughs> well, now, I thought I was going to aim high, but I'm aiming low. I said, like, two minutes? <laughs> I guess we'll have to take heart. that as two, we're going to take that as two minutes. You can't have, like, two minutes. Give Even if like you put a, a heart on it. a 10 second window on either side. No, okay, no. Right, we'll, we'll give it to him. Because <laughs> he's a low bet too. anyway. Because, well, actually, no, I'm 431. So Ooh. I guess. Oh, I so guess I get like come. a big jump. Yeah, around. yeah. You got to swap. Like two minutes. But Let if it's me, over, we both win. It's. Let me lock those in. <laughs> it is. You would both win. What's up, what Ben? Oh, no, it's just interesting that you chose Amp Hardpoint. Why? Uh, Well. Oh, no. Insider knowledge. No, never say mind. it. Say no, it. not never mind. Oh, That's no, what everybody's done. It. He's going to follow this talking about how he this. completely borked the bet last yeah, week. Next week is going to be like, oh, well, an amped hard point. You don't get yeah. Titans. Yeah. No, you do get Titans. <laughs> it's just if how the spawning works and everything, I, I don't know to say what I'm going to say, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're just going to go with it. You're just going to go with it. We're going to go with it. This is a very mysterious podcast for you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad that we did find out what that secret was. I'm glad we that We need that like a out. pensive Ben emote. Just Ben like... <laughs> okay. 
So like I said, uh, how we messed up two, uh, we messed up last week's bet. So we're going about to do two weeks worth of betting right now. Oh my goodness! To straighten those out, recounting so, the score. The week before the week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bet was to see how many Bandicoots are in the top ten Skylanders Imaginator reviews on OpenCritic.com. Not crashes. Uh, there are far fewer Bandicoots. So Jones, just to recap: you bet nine, Huber bet ten, Blood bet seven, I bet nine. The actual number, nine. Wow, of Bandicoots. Of but of a, of a different set of reviews. So when you went, you're like, reviews. oh, I messed it up. And you no, went no. back. Oh, you went back to it was the e- same it exact reviews. It was easier reviews. to remember because it was Cubed 3 was the one that had 11 crashes. Okay. And so I could work backwards from there. Ah, okay. So it's the same reviews from last week. Right. And so what were the numbers again? Uh, 9, 10, 7, and 9. So actual number 9. So both of you bullseyed it. Get a point. Whoa. That's two points. Wait, you get two points? Yeah, baby. Is that how it works? Well, hold before you complain. Because last week's bet was harrowing. How many times we'd see the word harrowing in the top 12 reviews for Battlefield 1? Damiani bet 3. Huber bet 4. Brad bet 3. I bet 4. Not a whole lot of variety there. Actual number of harrowings, 3. So, that's two points, Green Lizards. Two points, Red Eagles. And to straighten everything out... The official score is Green Lizards 14, Red Eagles 18. Ugh. Two points for each team. That's so weird. That is weird, yeah, that we were both right on the money there. Yeah. With those bandicoots. Not right on... Well, you weren't here last week, so we had three against me, Jones. I did what I can. Yeah. Could, man, I was close. I, Huber baited me. Why would I say four harrowings? That's a lot of harrowings. I would probably say zero. Or maybe one, one more than yeah. three. I probably would have voted one. Yeah, I never would have nailed it. You're right. I would never would have said three and nailed it. So, yeah, I guess I'd uh, good bet, Huber. Okay, uh, let's talk about Patreon.com real quick. You know what? I plugged it pretty well already in this episode. Why, sure. Why belabor that? Yeah. Uh, but I, one thing I do want to talk about really bad. Uh-huh. So, wait a minute. Yeah? Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Since everybody won, does that mean all of us get to say our Twitters and pit? Well, let's all pick up one, one part of it. Okay. Jones, what part do you want? Um, I'll sign off. Okay. Ben, what do you want? I will plug. Okay. So what I say about Twitter? Or, uh, uh correct, last someone. word. Oh. It's smart that we have four things you get. Yeah. That's, yeah. I smart. can't nice. think of anything I disagreed with, really, so... Except for myself. I hope I didn't sound harsh or mean. I hey, never hey, tried hey, to. Hey, 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 If you're gonna take the last word, don't just start that now. <laughs> well, is that a last word? I'm just... That was just a disclaimer. Which do you want? I'll just say my Twitter, whatever. Okay, and I'll take a last word. <laughs> uh, but before that, uh, as Jones stated... None of these actually have value, Ian. It's fine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, oh, God. <laughs> as Jones stated earlier on, uh, this will be the episode that has the producers sign off at the end. Like, mm-hmm. we got to thank every single producer who sends us a great deal of money on Patreon to make this show regular happen. Regular voice, no, not Dracula. <laughs> yeah, regular voice. It would take forever. It would, would, be it ever. It would double the I time. I wouldn't have to worry about pronunciations, though. That'd be nice. Ah. Yeah, you could have Zylo Wolfbane. Uh, after that, we got a little bonus for you if you stuck around. <laughs> Because, what was it, just two days ago? It was Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones, Huber, and myself had an experience. A Resident Evil escape experience. Oh. We went into an escape room that was Resident Evil themed officially from Capcom at IM8 Bit in Los Angeles. And it was a blast. It was pretty damn fun, yeah. It was so cool. We have no footage. Of the actual experience, because yeah. you, you got to experience it. Yeah, it's but, kind of uh, like it's the proprietary proprietary thing. Like, also, we can't tell you what a puzzles were. We can't. I know you can't all be in LA, but for us to divulge that would take away with the value of that thing. Was it scary? Yes. Were there yeah, jump out was, and get you stuff? I mean, just the second they hit that clock, 
you're like, Gah! you know, it's oh, like, yeah. especially so in the Resident Evil maze. But was it scary? I was, uh, like I, monsters and stuff. I'll just say one thing. Again, we don't, no spoilers. There was a moment I crumpled to the floor. Yes, I was, and I saw it. I was in attendance for that. Oh really boy, great. I was not um, happy. I did that in a haunted house when I was a kid. This one time. is amazing. Yeah. I, was, I was tense. I was, I, I, yeah, I was. Um, I, I had extreme doubts that entire wow. time. And we solved puzzles though. It was so cool. Did you win? Did you get out? We, stay, hey, tuned. stay tuned. Oh, right. Sorry. Stay tuned sorry. to the end of this I'm podcast. I'm really interested. Yeah. Um, oh, it was yeah. So fun. Little bit. A little bit of uh, on location uh, talking at the end of the podcast. So I should. Ro- yeah. I'll probably roll that before the credits, right? No, no, no. Do the go th- do the producers thing and then put that in. Little cookie. A little uh, treat oh, for yeah, sticking yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. Dip that in milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended, though. If you're ever able to. Mike do, Huber I, I doing think... a Resident Evil maze. I mean, yeah. or escape room. If yeah. you can do any escape room, they're totally. It's just, it's just a weird thing you can't do anywhere else. It's just such a neat thing. I had never I really done one that do elaborate. One. Yeah. I had done things where escape rooms were part of it, but mm-hmm. I'd never gone to someplace, done just an escape room, and then left. I'm very and familiar thought, with I'm 8-Bit and the space. It did a fantastic job. And that still job. amazed me. It amazed me. It encompassed they, a lot of different parts of Resident Evil 2. It wasn't just kind of one note. Yes. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. God. That's that first, the first room we went into, I was like, we're dead. There's no <laughs> there's no, there's no way. Kyle's like affixing something to something else. And he's like, should I turn it? Or something? I was like, we're dead. It's yeah, over. Because it was the three of us and then two pretty shy guys who were like also <laughs> hanging out with us who were like... Kind of good at solving puzzles, but like uh, we never met them before, so you're you're relying on them, and it's just like, come on, Matt. I forget his name. I think it's one of them was Matt. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah, it's really intense. Uh, okay, but let's just do our business. Uh huh. So Jones, which one did you take? You took sign off, didn't I'm you? Sign off, yeah. Okay, so uh, Ian, you took Twitter handle. So why don't you do that? My Twitter handle. This is so weird to me. Yeah. My Twitter handle is at Ian Hink. Nailed it. Great. Uh, ben, what do you want to plug? I want to plug Michael Huber's review of Battlefield 1 because it's probably my favorite Michael Huber review. Wow. Wow. Your favorite Michael Huber review yeah. ever? Yeah. It's I, like he's gotten so good. Like he's, he's really grown so much as a writer and it's, it's cool to see. And I think that review is kind of the epitome of that. I think, can I add something to that? Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be okay to say this. Uh, Huber said to me, in all the years of working on game trailers and doing all these reviews, the first time ever, Bloodworth said to Huber, "Good review." <laughs> no, Whoa, good job. Battlefield One. So it's like he got Senpai it? noticed him. Yes, Senpai him. noticed him, and it felt so good. Cool. I thought that was so funny. That is really funny. Uh, no Bloodworth wouldn't mind. Yeah, that. I got to see that review now. Uh, the final word. I want to say that I think Nintendo knocked it out of the park with that reveal. Uh, not just uh, the video itself. I just, it, to me, it's the best possible way they could have handled a lot of those things. We'll see the product itself. We'll see how great it is. But uh, the way that was paced and announced and timeline-wise, I just think that was best case scenario. They killed it. Jones. Had to wrap it up because it's my favorite month and holiday of the year. Happy Halloween! Woohoo! The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Eb Software, Michael Kozachenko, Mango, Sweet Justice, YoYoTricks.com, Simon Anderson, Jesse Fish, Nick, Kayla Baranda, Richard Smuts, Boris Schurl, 44 Stars, Michael Favacci, 
Ryan Anderson, Steven, Walker Hope, Chris McKeague, Osama Alarbi, Ken Lair, Professor Metal Gear, Zachary Wingate, David Witt, Beaten Down Brian, Leif Johnson, Bradley Spees, Jared Reif, Matthew Pauling, Datamouth, Maria, Gino A. Leet, Silent Consonant, Yasser Alusaini, Jason A. Sackle, Candy Coated Thorns, G. Levin, Charles Anthony Iapacino, Neil Genero, G. Ken, Thomas Rogers, Tim O'Keefe, Hitman 047, Robert Stoffel, Colt Doss, Paul Nalsund, Jason Joint, Andrew Stoke, Jay Shee, Wobass, Giru 017, Taylor Bingham, Paul Judge, Paolo Costabel, Mark Biancan, Phoenix Doss, Lee Young, Congolator, Andrew Kidd, Peter David, Skolopen, Clayton Ingram, Greg Kettering, Brad Lohman, Gary Fair, Stopgert, Ian Santa Anna, Jeffrey Mitchell, Tim Strothman, David Peterson, TTT, Derek Bartnett, Caleb Crawford, Blue Suter, Liana Alexandru, Matthew Shornig, Todd Yurkovic, Ahmad Sami, Mikkel Bach Sorensen, Usman Khan, Yo Butts, Michael Bisegli, Hesperus 84, Athena, Patrick Chong, Talenthus, Wesley Welcomer, Monica, Chum Nun, Isabella Crane, Paul Young, Stephen Last, Tanner Holmes, Ahmad Naki, The Banana Forklift Killer, Ingo Tuletz, Robert I, Kaylee Murdoch, Joaquin Morovuo, Gustav Gerzilla Strombaum, Marcel Markov, Mark J. Betters II, Nefertiti Jenkins, Joel Olson, David Wynn, Steve Wong, Frederick Bonander, Brent Phillips, Lucas Smith, Marius Smith, Turbo Girl, Kuvshinov Ilya, Brandon, Catherine Lai, Tralium, Gary James, Rory McGuire, Ian Bradburn, Corey Jackson, Robert Crouch, Juan Yobo, Michael Shriver, Sven Von Brand, Manuel Gebert, G. Sith, Fabian Schuster, Ulf himself, Adam Damon, Mikhail Aniel, Isun Chor, Code Red, Walid WSF 88, Jared Putman, Forrest Polk, Yuri Divinity Von Ley 1, Mike Hook 1, Thomas Einsporn, Jamie Jackman, Preston Swaggerty Haggerty, Mauricio Fuentes, Brendan Townsley, Zyla Wolfbane, Quickscares.com, Freaker, Alexander Schiller, Neil Brophy, Captain Fancy Pants, Yoon Kim, Michael Eaton, Zintrax, Modron, Stephen Cohen, Connor Rosine, Paul Bishop, Sean Smith, Jimmy Milson, Carl Williams, Trey Whetstone, Tony Knox, Matt McCarthy, Sean Mackey, Leroy Anderson, Reed Johnson, Manuel Thomas, Peter Wen, Adam Scherenbrock, Kurzestav Rogowski, Themo Preuss, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Joel Peterson, Alfredo Gonzalez, David Flynn, Sean De Almeida, Zach Bardsley, Chris Sleep, Rishay Nadu, Dan Sebring, Oliver Brandt, Jake and Whittington, Charlie, Serial Gamer, Mike and Tasha Garcia, Eric Maynard, Jeff Robertson, George Archibald, Animation Eddie, Dennis Franklin, Rene Klukt, Gansa Salit, Leon Keyes, Justin Linder, Andrew Allen, Darren Banish, Ahmad, Todd Paxton, Anthony Adati, R.I.P. Bosman Bonus Bits, Fast Mower, Thorir Danielson, Faraz Rizvi, Zustik, Don Turner, Luke Mivzchek, Otto Mustonen, Christopher Ratliff, Garrett Evett, Thomas Abrams, Anthony Gomez, Sean McGowan, King Doug 87, Kyle Bradford, Miles Walden, Edison S. Prada Jr., Ian Barker, 
Alexander Braveglieri, Zach Latham, Carlos Lopez, Marty Savage, Travis Ng, Bryce Ray Parker, Tuttle, Stuart Siddle, William Kirk, Connor Ross, Matt Gunther, Evan Eng, Joshua Vanswall, Ryan E. Garcia, Eric Gustafson, Refill, Sebastian Trier, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Gustav Summers, Stephen Walther, Kevin Camposano, Carlos Zuniga, Ryan Cohen, Adam Mullaney, Link 666 Goron, Terence Ireland, Simon Gauthier, Momo Rashid, M. Legend, Lance Mink, Matthias Larson, Kristen Rogers, Justin Wenderoff, Niz Klojgaard, Grace, Calgareth, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Andrew Buckter, Rebecca Woods, Barry, Mizek, Andrew Wanser, Jake and Lyon, Gon Keff, Adam Henry, Alonzo Jasberry, Christ Abramian, Mac Jam, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Durgesh Patel, Rick Argomenes, Sarah, Benny Samuelson, Olivier Castide, Trolls Rasmussen, The Original Snitch, Daniel Wong, Darius Chambers, Eddie Velasquez, Vincent Foliot, Ahab, Justin Cunningham, John Meyer, Jordan Eaves, Colby Keith, Jake Musser, Daniel Erico, Eric Santoy, Jethro Lang, Ya Boy Benny B, Mons Anderson, Anthony Nicely, Aldira, Kevin DeBolt, Hansel S. Thompson, Eduardo Lopez Pineda, Morgan Warg, Sam Sorensen, Pixel Critics, Matt Ferguson, Michael Tenick, Poogie Boogie, Peyton Wiederspan, David Ebby, Chris the Pianist, Christine Draws, Michelle Nubb, Sandra and Richard Acero, Jerome Ortman, Robert Marquardt, Carlos Gonzalez, Joe Burns, David Tran, Monica X Avaria, Alan Wynn, Adam Barker, Philip Klarskoff Jensen, Niels Frederick Elbol, Holy Hand Grenade, Sun Fam, Alex Monaco, Evan Anderson, Fumbles, Nuno Amaral, Galen Moxley Hagert, Twisted Heart, David Boyarski, Rajiv Maharaj, Ciara Wheeler, Sean McKing, Dirtbag Daryl, KBM 13, Henry Clark, Dagath, Brendan Rehorek, Christopher Santis, Marco Flores, Daniil Bushnell, Tarek Leeham, Andreas Coter, Extravaganza, Gali Gutierrez, Mark Alvarado, PJ Motomi Garona, Michael Kozak, Daniel Tams, Mo Sutton 1776, Julio Ruiz, Wow, that was epic, Andy H., Lars Berger, Spry Farron, James Kennedy, Fabian Kindle, Trey Blissett, Remy Loisel, Christopher Dixon, Peter Shoemaker, Marius Matheson, Sergio Ruben Hernandez Gallegos, Vannery C., Irvin De La Torre, Cyberboa, Calvin Crack, Devin Gibbs, Azazel Valkyrie, Michael Esme, Garrett Falks, Christopher Foss, Bobby Trizzle, Outcast Writer, Helping Leon, Self-Confessed Cynic, Roman Gamepire, V. Kira Ray, Tristan Howard, Hugo Calm, Jeremiah Snowden, Dinesh Patel, Michael Agent, Nestor Reyes, Gonzalo Sands, Elizabeth, Shannon Gates, Alex Lavanier, Justin Wren, Age Dolls, Adam, David Hannon, Robert Ori Einerson, Phoenix Rouge, Christopher Donnelly, Michael Rebelato, Jason Huberts, Jesper Lawson, Joel Short, Marco Hernandez, Brian Cause, Chad Ball, Seyun Kim, Andrew Amos, Fat Shadow, Nia Yang, Struggler, Tense George, Joey and Kate, Luke Arnold, Raymond Chow, Ian Anderson, Tongue Surgery, Natalie Mickelborg, Hasney, Skender Yashari, Thomas Wigington Jr., Trenton Robison, The Hashtagonist, Kim Monk Vonderleith Hagensen Petersen, Colin Hoylman, Reed Marlett, Evan Anderson, 
Ali Khan Sunger, Justice Brennan, Andrew Gregoire, Rerun, James Blair, Arkham Fantasy, Luis Ibarra, Rosamoon, Dale Sun, Paul Derwanko, Philip Higdon, Spencer Stevens, Christopher Wells, Impact 93, Siahid Jabbar, Juan, Elliot Moscow, Jonas, Ivan Ponce, John Prey, Sebastian Urban, Marco Zanone, Alec Church, Jake Landry. Okay, Huber, context. Where are we? What are we about to do? We are at I Am 8-Bit. We are about to do the Resident Evil Escape Experience. experience. <laughs> Sorry, you had yes. You, you teed it up. So Kyle, well Kyle, you have to escape the experience. Uh, you're you're going to put yourself in the center of the experience, Kyle. There's spooky. And then you have to remove already. yourself from it. Oh, yeah. I definitely got the creepy music going in the lobby. Yeah. I've never done an escape room, Kyle. How yeah, this is not a maze. This I've is done an escape one and I room. Failed. What you failed. Yeah. So what do you, what what do we think the fail state is? You die. You yeah. Zombies. I think a zombie's going to be like, trying to out. bust in the door. Spin the camera around, Jones. Look at like yeah. they're, we're playing Resident Evil in here. <laughs> this is a paradise. I could live here. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting us to do puzzles for sure. Apparently, there's video game references. So if you've played the games, you got an edge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. I hope. All right. Well, we'll be back with our full review of the experience. I can't. Wish us luck. Yep. <laughs> Horrifying. Look at those polygons. It's the motion blur. It's effective. All right. Wish us luck. Kyle's gonna die. I'll see you later. Look at this. Herb Origins, right here. About medicinal herbs. Look at that. Look at this context! This is max context. Okay, hold on. Go back then. You're going to sample three herbs that go around Raccoon Mountain. Since ancient times, humans have been healing wounds and diseases using various plants. <laughs> this is where it starts, dude. Yeah, this is it. This book. Such good times. We, we survived. We survived! We winners. did it! We did it! Winner, winner! Chicken dinner! Uh, eight Fine. minutes to go. Mm -hmm. Huber, what was your most clutch thing you think you did? Uh, no specifics, no spoilers for people who haven't done it yet. Opening some drawers. Lots of yeah. puzzles. There was a lot of puzzle lot of, solving. A lot of drawer opening. I was really oh happy with the, the photograph ordering at the end. Yes. I noticed. Yeah. Yes. I called out something right as somebody found it. But uh, yeah, really good teamwork. Went in there with two with two nice gentlemen who uh, we hadn't met before. Yeah. yeah. But we were. Much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin, shout out to Justin and Matt. Yeah. Yep. A door was slammed right next to Kyle, which uh, I believe don't, don't you crumpled to the floor. Don't ruin anything. <laughs> well, just, just, I was just, just know that they got Kyle real good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real I, good. I said some words I wouldn't say on camera. And that was real fun. They're, yeah. they're doing that till uh, November. Yeah. And I mean, even I mean, they got Resident Evil here hooked up on a yeah. PS One. The music is really great in the yeah. lobby. They got great sound effects and stuff rolling in. The Resident Evil was super helpful here. Highly yeah. recommended. So yeah. Good. Super fun. Happy October, Resident everybody. Resident Evil Escape Woo. Experience, and I am eight bit.